Hello, and welcome to episode 184 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. My name's Henry. And my name's Joe. And in today's episode, we are coming at you with our Oscars special of uh, Film Night Oscars 2020. Yeah, I thought that was implied, Jack, actually. Um, no, that right. is very big difference. We don't, Film night Oscar we don't associate ourselves. I said, I, I said our Oscar special, so I thought that maybe would would sort of give the impression that what we were doing was the Film Night Oscars and not, you know, the actual Oscars. No, because the Oscars are coming up, so the Oscars are coming up, so people might think this is our preview right. show. But yeah, we don't want people conf- confusing our show for the Oscars, yeah. Okay. We only one Oscars. So, yeah, we're coming at you with the Film Night Oscars special for 2021. Uh, how's everyone doing? Very good. I'm excited. I love this episode every year. Yeah, and, it's good um, fun. Yeah, it's good fun to look back, isn't it, over some of the highlights of the year. It's, yeah, and yeah, maybe it's, some it's, of the lowlights as well. I was yes, going to say, many lowlights. it's good to weigh up and see if we had more highlights than lowlights. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all know just, the answer to that. Yeah, it was a strange year, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. What does everyone think of the the year as a whole in terms of uh, mm. film watches? Not yeah. great. Awful, Poor. would it? You know what I thought? Poor. Yeah. Go on, go on, Joe. No, sorry. Sorry, I, I was just going to say, I don't think it's really been highlights or lowlights, really. I think there's just been middle lights. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. and that, I think, has pretty evident when doing my top five and bottom five um, mm. it's very difficult to I, bar I, a couple i don't really you know. have that experience uh, i think i think in terms of variation in terms of genre which we'll come on to i'm sure that it's been very very poor very poor but in terms yeah. of yes. like good and bad in terms of good and bad i don't think it's been that bad I didn't no, struggle has, at all with, yeah. with coming up with my top five films or my bottom five. I, I found it very, very easy to find five absolutely <laughs> terrible films. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I found, yeah, I found it equally. I found it equally easy to find five great films as well. Yes, there were lots of middle, middle of the road things, but mm. no, I, I think there's been a decent number of yeah. really good films as well. Maybe not. Maybe not quite do... as many as as we would yeah. usually expect. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, you could, for me anyway. There's a lot of overhyped films this year, and there's films at big releases that everyone was talking about. They're going to be this. It's going to be that, and it just turned out to be an average watch. And I think um, that's I, true. I could probably do a top. You know, talking about top five, worst five. I could do a top ten of average films that I've seen this year and we could all be ragged yeah. from like two two stars to three in, yeah, in the whole a lot of three star yeah. films. Um, yeah. We've been saying it quite a few quite a few times recently, recent episodes that there's just so many bang average films that just either are a little bit better than average or a, a bit below it. Um, yeah. I think that was really, really prevalent in 2021 and especially when I was going back through my list. Yeah, I thought it's quite staggering the amount of <laughs> Two stars, two anything between two and three that I give it is insane amount of films. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, I suppose, here's, here's I suppose for Jack and me, 
for, for to Jack and me, it's been boosted a little bit from Leeds Film Fest. We got a couple of yeah, of course, good course. gems out of that. Um, yeah, but 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 I mean, so, only one or two, yeah, only one or two but, of those were actually eligible for this for this evening. Yeah, um, that's true. Unfortunately, which was a shame. Yeah. looking back, but but also it's just a shame, isn't it? The way and we've talked about this multiple times. In order to find the, the gems, sadly, you do have to seek them out, and you've got to put a bit of effort in because, as we know, yeah, our local our local Odeon tends to favour the um, you know the big studio releases and. I mean, Richie put a put a message on earlier saying that Nightmare Alley, which which is out um, in two days' time, and I know I know that mm. is a big studio. I know that is a big studio film, but it's only out on Friday, and even on its opening day, it's got three showings. So for before me, it's for even my co- local, yeah. But I, I, I've not looked, but I'm sure it's the same. So even something that's mm. you know before it's even out, it's essentially gone. <laughs> So um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to try a bit harder this year to maybe, you know, just seek out a few more by going to a few more art house film, uh, art house films, art house cinemas because there are a few near me. And um, yeah, but you're right. If you if you relax for too long, then you then you you just get force fed the uh, basically yeah. Marvel um, yeah. for the entire year, and uh, or, or you know similar of similar yeah. ilk. Um, and you, but and you have to pounce. Yeah, if you, you want something you, good, you have to fucking find it. Yeah, you've got to work hard for it, and also you have to pounce on it when it is in your in your Odeon, because you might think, oh, it's it only came out on Friday. I'll go next week, but before you know yeah, it, it's gone. Yeah, so exactly. You, yeah, no, you, you got to get a on chance. It. You're like, oh, this yeah. this is out now. I have to see it tomorrow, otherwise I'm not going to see it. Literally, that is what it's like. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's what it's like because I've been I've been waiting for I've been waiting for this new P.T. Anderson Licorice Pizza film. Um, I've been sort of waiting to see that, and and I'll, yeah, I, okay, maybe I could have put more effort into finding out exactly when it was coming out here or whatever. Um, but I, so you know, sort of checked every now and then on the Odeon shit, and then I just checked the other day and I was like, oh, it's there, three showings, and then down to one yeah. showing on Friday. So I'm like, oh fuck, right, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it is easy to. You've got to be on it because if you're not, it you, you do miss quite a few. Um, yeah, but yeah. So hopefully, 2022 will be uh, yeah a better a better year for uh, for some of these things for for us. Um, do you I think? So. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's sort of just something that's left over from uh, pandemic times that not <sighs> well, as many good I, films come out? I don't. I don't know because I think mm. when we were having this episode last year we were kind of in that mindset of whatever came out in 2020 was just already in the can filming wise. It might've been in post-production and whatever was coming out, like Tenet was a big release, wasn't it? But you know, 90% of it was already done Mm. before lockdowns. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't know if they can use that excuse this time around. I've got a feeling like, okay, some sets might've been closed down for a COVID outbreak our Pat's got COVID, didn't he? Allegedly, at one point. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't really think that is an excuse because I, I was thinking that. I was thinking, is it a COVID problem? But I don't know. Mm. I, I personally don't like that excuse. I think it's a bit of a mm. convenience for the for the studios to use um, when they're just yeah. peddling out a load of dross, really. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think yeah. Been, now that we're been. back in. 
now that we're back into it and things are getting back to normal or as normal as they can be, I I think even if it is to do with sort of all the, the restrictions and things, the studio should make a decision and go, well, if it means us having to push it back six months to reshoot things or to just hold off on filming for another six months and just delay it so that we get the best product, and that's what they should do. And if they don't do that, then it, that's their fault. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can give COVID a little bit of lenience for the 2020 films, I think. Um, and obviously, if things had to stop filming and what have you, but I think now it's really their decision. And if they, if if the film is poorer because they had to deal with that, then they should have paused it and then waited until the chance to film under better conditions came along. Um, I guess what I was so what I, I was maybe trying to get across yeah. is that maybe some of those better ones that that maybe did sort of hold for a bit you know, might still be sort of in the works, you know what I mean? So it might be coming out this year or next year or, or whatever. So that might, so that, whereas yeah. they, in normal yeah. conditions, they probably would have come out last year or the year yeah, before. Already. Maybe, yeah. That's, true. And that's, the, that's the only way I can see it maybe yeah. being. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. The outlook for this, the outlook for this year, as we sit here now on, what is it? The 19th of Jan is definitely more positive. <laughs> Than it was last year, that's for sure. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think. But I mean, it's easy to say that because you know we we've been talking in the messenger about some things we're planning to see soon, and there's like three films on the agenda. But mm-hmm. we're in that season, aren't we? That we're in that that's time of season, year where yeah. you know a lot of stuff gets released, and then we'll get to we'll get to the spring, and all of a sudden there's nothing for like two months. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, that's another reason why we should capitalise now whilst there is actually some stuff out. Because um, mm-hmm. we'll get to summer season again and it'll be, it'll be uh, you know, what you normally get. But uh, no, um, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. I, I, I do agree. I think it has yeah. been a, a bit of a poor year, but there has been some gems. There has been some gems. So Yeah, um, I agree. I think we should get going. So, yeah, are we all right, ready to get into uh, our Oscar special then? Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for coming. This is the Film Night Oscars 2021. Um, and yeah, we're going to uh, start off. Oh, well, I suppose I should say um, that uh, I say it every year. Um, but for our Oscar films and our uh, top five and bottom five, which we'll be doing later um, individually, uh, we we base this off UK release date for these films, just so that we can keep it consistent and so that we can actually use the films that we were able to see this year. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the that system. Has... I don't know if there's. Any other disclaimers I need to get out of the way before we get started? Boys, is there just anything? not really, but just that there has been a, a couple of minor changes to the schedule this year. Um, but that's just purely based on you know, if we if we feel that there isn't enough to go at, then we'll just drop it. Um, yeah, we'll come so, to that as we get to them, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with all that in mind, 
I will uh, pass over to the Right Honourable Gentleman, Joseph Pep McClafferty, to uh, give us our first award of the evening. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the phone just rang. Um, I know, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> hear it. Somebody's trying to get through tonight. Blue announced the second time the landline's rung in the last 10 minutes. Who's that? Nobody Who's ever calls on this time. <laughs> On landline, so nobody rings it. I haven't had a landline for about five years, I think. <laughs> well, this is what makes me... I'm wondering if something's wrong, because not many people have the landline number. Well, there we go. Right. It'll be someone's Chris agent. To, it'll, it'll be someone's <laughs> agent trying to put in a last-minute last word for their, <laughs> yeah. for their client. <laughs> Right, here we go. So, the first award of the night, and this is for the film night moment of the year. The nominees are... All right. Watching... Well, Joe, do you want to just describe this award before we get started with oh, the Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm a bit out of practice. Smooth as silk. Yeah. Some of these... Smooth as silk. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, all, that's all in the beauty of it. Um, yeah, yeah this, so, this award yeah. is... Um, so, some of these awards are not very... Uh, you know, you wouldn't see them at the the proper the proper Oscars. No, go on, Joe. No, no, these are the, whoa, whoa, these whoa, whoa. are the proper Oscars. Excuse me, the proper Oscars are happening right now. <laughs> Correct. What I meant to say was the inferior Oscars. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that nobody watches and yeah, are pretty irrelevant. Um, no, this is this award is for our. Um, for key moments in the podcast throughout the last 12 months that we um, think have been, um, well, key moments. So memorable. something might be a bit yeah. memorable. Yeah. Something that might be different. Um, that might have been a bit of a novelty that might just have made um, the podcast audience absolutely firing a load of emails in backlash <laughs> or in support. Controversy. Uh, maybe he, controversial. Maybe controversy. Who knows? But but these are these are key moments of, of the last 12 months on our on our podcast. Um and they are they are very, very notable this year. That they're, they're, they're good ones. Um so without further ado, here we go with the nominees. The nominees are watching old all together at Leeds Thought Park Odeon Lux on Saturday, the 31st of July at 2120. <laughs> British summertime, <laughs> screen 10, reclining seats C5 to C8, <laughs> while enjoying a, 33, a 330 milliliter alcoholic beverage. Yeah, so in case in anyone episode... didn't get that, that's, that's, that's just us watching <laughs> old together at, <laughs> at the cinema. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Our second nominee is in episode 181. House of Gucci, when we attempted to define the term village at the request of one of our listeners, Roberta Evelyn Stringer, via email. When Woody and Pepster enjoyed a visit to Blackpool Odeon on Sunday, the 19th of December at 1400 GMT, together to watch Spider-Man No Way Home in screen nine, standard seats, Q16 and 17. <laughs> Must add, no alcoholic beverages were consumed. Uh, for fuck's sake. 
<laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> ladies and gents. We've got a few more yet. Uh, can you tell a lot of memorable shit's happened this year? Next nominee has has anything actually been in the in the podcast yet? Oh yeah, T- two two of these uh, are just things that we've done, not actually in the podcast. <laughs> they're, they're, they're memorable moments. Um, here we go. Next one. Um, Woody's voice message that he sent to us in anger, explaining that he was uh, explaining that he was on his way to see last night in Soho at Cineworld Western Supermare, following a grueler at work. Absolute classic. That was on the podcast. Our next one, so listeners will remember that one. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll hear that one. Our next one was when Woody walked past director Ben Wheatley at Latitude Festival, and then proceeded to witness him. <laughs> On a stage in conversation with film critic Mark Commode. Uh, that's more. That's more of a, a Woody moment. <laughs> yeah, my, that's my moment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, our first award of the night. Here we go. The film like Oscar goes to Woody's voice message that he sent to us in anger, explaining that he was on his way to see Last Night in Soho at City World Western Supermare. Following the grueler at work. Yeah. Let's remind ourselves of the message now. As states, uh, I'm walking to City World Western Supermare on my own after coming back from work, being in the office all day, cycling there and back. Uh, looking at the timetable just casually for last night in Soho I'm working out that if I don't go tonight that's it, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to see it because it's on 8.40 tonight and then for the rest of the next week it's on at 1.40 in the bastard afternoon Who the f- I'm sorry but which heathen at Western, City, Western Superman City World has decided, do you know what we'll put a horror film on at 1.14 in the bastard afternoon, you know, because that's when everyone's got a bunch of fucking horror film, isn't it? Jesus wept. It's freezing, it's pitch black. All the way to bastard cinema. Tell you what, it better be good. Edgar, no pressure, Shag. <laughs> very good, <laughs> very bang. good. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, boys. Uh, yeah, you will have to say. Very, very usually well. there is usually there is more stuff actually on the podcast, <laughs> but this year they just didn't see unless we'd just forgotten. <laughs> this year we were just really shit when we were on air. Yeah, this year we just yeah, we need to up our game well, in 2022. I mean, we did have I did put we did post a picture of Ben Wheatley and Mark Mode in conversation on our Instagram account. Oh yes, yes. So did if yeah. listeners head over we... to that, they can look at that. Mm. I think you yeah. discussed it as well, didn't you? Yeah. On the podcast, I think yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did have a yeah. little chat about it. A memorable discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, that's a worthy winner. But, um, but but nonetheless, yeah, that that was just the obvious choice, I think, for this the film night moment of the year to win. And it was hilarious because you could you could tell it was genuine <laughs> genuine frustration. It was oh yeah, just coming it up. It was genuine. I mean, uh, genuine yeah. rage. It was proper. Think, yeah, it was better. literally. I mean, Richie just been talking about it five minutes ago about the, the screenings or lack of. Um, I had an yeah. absolute gruel of a day. 
I looked at Cineworld, I knew we were reviewing it, and it was literally now or never. I had to drag myself out, and it was horizontal rain blowing a gale. I had to go to bloody seafront and watch about shower. So, <laughs> yeah, it really, it really was raw, raw yeah. emotion. And the reason you had to go, and I think, for reason- I think, I think for us as well, yeah. what it's one of those moments like, like nine eleven, that we all know where we were when we received that <laughs> message from Woody. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, excellent. Thanks for that, Joe. Um, should we move on to our second award? Um, mm-hmm. A bit more of a legit award this time. Uh, I'll pass <laughs> over to Right Honourable gen- Gentleman uh, Henry James Woodsford. What are you trying to say, Richie? You're saying that my award isn't worthy of being on this prestigious show? No, I said, I said it's more... Oh, I said it's more legit. Oh, it's more legit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Now we're getting into the the proper proper cine cinephile awards here. We've got one for best cinematography. Oh, yeah. Plenty of nominees for this one, and we're kicking things off with the French Dispatch. We've got Nomadland, June, Sound of Metal, No Time to Die, and Minari. Very difficult one to pick this year. Mm. A lot of competition there. But there can only be one winner. And the winner of the Film Night Oscar goes to the French Dispatch, Robert D. Yeoman. He's a cinematographer. Shout out to him. Well done, Robert. Well done, the French Dispatch. Yeah, well done. done. French Dispatch, yeah. Bravo. It did look look amazing, didn't it? Mm. Um, It did. You know, Classic, classic Wes Anderson style, super stylized, super detailed, and that was the best part of it because the rest of it, I well, not the, not all of it, but I think as you as you've heard by listening to the review itself, listeners, we we weren't a big fan of that film, but the cinematography was probably its strongest element. So yeah, we like to step on step yeah. on our winners good. Uh, after they've won their. <laughs> <role>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, I'm just enjoy, I'm enjoy it, but but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good film. <laughs> I'm just highlighting this cinematography <laughs> because it was yeah. all right, excellent. Okay, uh, third award now. Uh, if you'd like to take that away, Jack. Yes. Yeah, so next up, this is our award for the biggest disappointment, and this doesn't have to necessarily be for a film, um, but in this case, in this year, all our nominees are films, and. This is for something that we were actually looking forward to. And these are films that we did genuinely feel like had a chance of being good. But the nominees for Biggest Disappointment are... Did you say that... Did, okay, sorry. The French Dispatch, Nomadland, Last Night in Soho, and House of Gucci. And the Film Night Oscar goes to... Last Night in Soho. Um, sorry, I think... Yeah. I'm afraid that uh, well done. It just well done. Uh, it just wasn't. It just wasn't up to Mr. Wright's usual standard, was it? Not by a long shot. Edgar Mr. Robin Wright. No. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. classic. He he's obviously tried to do something different, hasn't he? You know, completely went away from comedy. Um, but yeah, just but didn't he did that with his last film, really, as well. Yeah, true. But this just didn't work at all, and it was a real disappointment. So oh, that's yeah. why it's won. Definitely, definitely. I think that was an obvious winner, wasn't it? 
This was yeah, we didn't yeah, uh, we didn't struggle with that. Huge disappointment. Mm. We were looking forward to it. I think I think we this is uh, this is truly sort of taking him out of the you know directors that we would sort of get excited for now. Um, mm. Seeing a new film of theirs coming out. Yeah, maybe oh, it is for me anyway. Yeah, it's certainly a dent in his. Um, armor but I, I don't know if I, I still get excited I think this is the second second then second then let's be honest yeah. let's be real true what was, this, what was the first then baby driver yeah but it's still a good film though wasn't it <sighs> yeah but I think it had it was good because of the action though right like the script, yeah, the and, script, and the script all, it, it had all the yeah. same yeah so there's kind of similar problems to this film so, like, yeah, I'd still go and see his stuff and I would expect to see Enjoyable Direction. Although, yeah, that wasn't very much in this film this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't get excited the same way anymore, I don't think, for one of his films coming out. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely has, has some work to do to get it back to what it was. Um, yeah. Although we, yeah. Must, we, must say, we must say, mustn't we, that none of us saw his documentary this year. That's um, true. The Sparks Brothers, yeah, documentary. Um, but uh, yeah, biggest disappointment last night in Soho. Mm. All right, very good. Just well done. Maybe Edgar. worth maybe worth highlighting. Yeah, well done, Edgar. Um, and if I was Edgar, I wouldn't stay sat down for too long. He's already been mentioned twice this evening, <laughs> and it's probably won't be for the last time. <laughs> he won't, he'll be mentioned. Let's just say that. Little teaser there yeah. for the listeners to keep not, for some upcoming awards. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, well, this is normally the point in the evening in which we would move on to uh, the award for best comedy of the year. Um, but unfortunately, we've had to make a regrettable decision to remove that category entirely from the Film My Oscars this year. Um, yeah, we did. We did consider some films for this, um, but it felt I mean, like we I were just. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anyone like we was particularly. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 were all sort. None of them really felt like they were worthy of an award. Years, except for yeah. maybe one or two, which were issues because there was one that only one of us had seen. Hmm. Um. And there was another controversial one um, that uh, Richie didn't think was a film. <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't consider it to be a film. The Bo Burnham inside, um, which Woody wanted to have in there, but um, yeah, yeah, that's a controversial well, one for me. Well, yeah, we we just felt, didn't we, that like you say, Richie, we we can't, we don't want to keep the awards if it's just for the sake of having it. You know, if we genuinely don't feel like. You know, yeah, because the word "best" is mm. is a str- is a strong word, and you know we're not going to just give it to a mediocre comedy. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's weird to get right. rid of the category itself because it's like you know it is weird. Yeah, it's like it's like a you know sort of proper type thing to do, but it just sort of felt wrong to give it to any of them, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this kind of mm-hmm. highlights what we're saying at the top of the show about the year as a whole, sort of a lack of options yeah. we've, we've been we've been privy to um and it's also sending a statement you know using our platform and using our 
uh, gravitas in the industry to say that there, there, there is no best comedy out there. Try harder, do better. Yeah, yeah. And we'll make all the execs there. out there that are listening, take note. Yeah. Take note yeah. because we've been really disappointed this year with with what we've been served up in terms of comedy, and I'm saying that in air quotes. So just just think on. <laughs> Think on, um, yeah. and we do. We must stress that we are very, we are very keen mm-hmm. to bring it back next year. But there's no guarantee. You know, if you don't yeah. provide us with worthy nominees, then we will not be bringing it back. So, I seem to remember us yeah. saying something so, similar. Be warned this time last year about comedy. I, I think we're yeah. saying the same kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think we were, after, yeah. after the year that we, we've we had at that point with COVID and that, we're saying we will need a laugh, and look, we're still here. 12 months later and we've mm. actually got rid of it so yeah, yeah. come yeah. on hopefully 2022 will be a much funnier year all around mm. yeah. yeah hopefully two strikes and you're out that's all we're saying <laughs> yeah consider yourself told yeah it's not something it's, um, so, it's not something we want to do but it is some, it's not something we'll be scared to do mm. if yeah if we feel like we have to yeah we're not angry we're just disappointed <laughs> Oh, Let I couldn't have said any better. Perfectly put. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but with all that in mind, let's move on to our next award, which is the worst comedy of the year. <laughs> uh, and we didn't, we didn't really have much trouble with uh, with this category. So, uh, yeah, it's just just sort of tells you something, doesn't it? <clears throat> um, but the nominees for worst comedy of 2021 are Luca, I care a lot. Red Notice and Free Guy. And the film night Oscar goes to Free Guy. Hey. Well done. Well done, Free yes. Guy. Truly awful. Yeah, you can be proud. I hated every second of yeah, I will that say, film yeah. And wished mm. I was dead. Well, I will say that I enjoyed it more than you. I definitely didn't feel that strongly about it, but um, well, I think I think the thing that annoyed me most about it is that I'm just so over Ryan Reynolds's style now. You know, where he mm. just plays the same he plays the same guy. Well, plays himself in every single film. And, yeah, yes, um, I agree. But also, the I, rest of it was not very good. Anyway, it was no, it wasn't very good. Yeah, I'm not saying it was good, but I I definitely um, you know liked it more than you did. But yeah, the big thing for me was just seeing Ryan Reynolds play that character again. He needs to. Well, actually, he's taken a break from acting, hasn't he? So maybe he'll come back and we'll see him in loads of hard-hitting yeah, drives. Fo- football team to, to sort out. So. Yeah, he has, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, no, that, well, which which one would, would you have given the award to, Jack? Because I don't well, think, because it sounds, sounds like you wouldn't have given it to Free Guy, had you been in charge. I probably would have gone for Red Notice if it was, you know, solely down to me, but... Well, to be fair, I'm not, I haven't seen that, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I have a problem with, with the winner, of course. Um, these are all these are all agreed upon by us all um, in unison in, in our production meeting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yes, also, Luca. I didn't see Luca, but you saw that. Um, yeah, that was bad. That was just I think a, most a of boring us... one. Whereas I felt Did... like Free Guys sort of, I found a bit more offensive. Yeah. Was Red Notice another comedy. Ryan Reynolds film? It Is was it? another Ryan Reynolds film. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. And it was another Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And it was another film where 
yeah, exactly the same type of person. It's really boring, yeah. He could have been he could have been in the running for most disappointing year, I suppose. He could have actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but he's uh, kind of yeah, expected, I'm bored. I, yeah, that's true. Um yeah, I'm bored of his stick at this point as well. Yeah. Um yeah, he's got to move on. Yeah, he must be able to do something else. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Okay. Uh, Joe, do you want to take us away with the next award? Yeah. So our next award is the most refreshing performance. And this award really is for an actor or actress that um, maybe does something that we wouldn't expect them to do. Um, and we're pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised at their performance. Um, maybe it'd be a different genre than they're used to, or um, just something mm-hmm. that surprised us about their about their performance. Yeah. Um, so Very we've got well a, few, a few, thank you, um, a few nominees. Our first nominee is Rebecca Ferguson for June. We've got Jason Momoa for June. We've got Anna the Armes for No Time to Die. And we've got Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And the film night Oscar goes to Rebecca Ferguson for June. Well done, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well done there. She really impressed me in June. She really did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so probably we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're um, sorry, I was just going to say, was it um, one of you two was saying that you're not usually a fan of hers and other things or something? Yeah, I, I'm not particularly. I know she's in some of the Mission Impossibles. Um, right. There's not a great deal you can do in that, I suppose. You're not the main uh, yeah. character, but I could just kind of take her a lever, really. Whereas I thought yeah. in, in June, I thought she was really, really good. Um, Mm. And something I've not really seen from her before. Hopefully, uh, it could continue on into this year with some of her performances. Um, mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. really impressed. All right, good stuff. Yeah. Well it, done it, to uh, Rebecca. It Ferguson. was very good. Uh, okay, uh, next award then, Woody, if you please. Yeah, thank you, Richie. Um, next up, we've got the award for best score, and. I will say that this one was only decided today. It's been a lot of yeah. to and fro in between <laughs> us here. Um, yeah, I think I think this is the case every well, yeah, year, isn't I, it? Because we we have well, to go back and there's listen. no way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. There's no way of doing it without having to go through the scores again and listen through them properly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we we did rule two out quite early on because it didn't actually use original music made for the film. It was sort of music that had already been released by. Um, a composer, yeah. Iron Audi. Iron so Audi. We, we ruled for two Iron Audi films out that he did this. He was involved in this year, or last year. Um, so I think original. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so because I think we got. Yeah. Because the thing is, with the score, it's called yeah, original film, score. Isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. has to um, be original. So we've got five nominees for this one, and they are the French Dispatch, Minari, June, Sound of Metal. And Judas and the Black Messiah. And the film night Oscar for best score goes to Minari and Emile Massero. Well done, Emile. Well done. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Well done. 
Yeah, beautiful score. Beautiful. It was lovely, lovely. lovely Lots of strings. Too. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It was. Um, it was very nice. I, I was expecting us maybe to have to have a bit of an argument about this one, but um, after we all listened through them all, I think um, it became pretty clear that that one was mm. going to be the winner. I think Joe struggled with it because I don't think mm. you saw Minari, did you? So I didn't know. I did listen to the soundtrack. Um, uh, I I I did go for Sound of Metal. Um, but mm. Minari was was up there. Um, it was in sort of the top top two, I think. Yeah, top two. Yeah, of those nominations because I know we had a few more that we were listening to, and I know you said that we we sort of got rid of a couple. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah, Woody, no, Woody definitely the other day. Sorry, I think there's a bit of a delay. Uh, Woody put in a messenger in the messenger the other day that. Um, that he was going to go with either Minari or Sound of Metal. And I was thinking, Minari, was that really that good of a score? I don't, I didn't remember it at all. And granted, I wasn't as much of a fan of Minari, really, as um, the rest of my colleagues. But uh, but I didn't remember the score very well, particularly. Mm. And I was, li- I was listening to it today and I thought, yeah, this pretty, pretty beautiful score. Yeah. But I was still struggling to decide properly because... Mm. When I can't remember it within the context of the film, it's it's hard to remember like how well it worked within yeah. the film. You know? Well, I, I must say I had that problem as well with most of them because, you know, aside from maybe June, which was a bit more recent, and I haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah, so I was simply listening to that on its own and no oh, context yeah. of what it what it went what it was like with the film, and that is a huge part. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. a score is for. It it's partnering the the pictures, isn't it? So, yeah, it does seem a li- it do- it does seem a little bit tricky to have to not solely base it on just how it sounds, but for, for some of them that I saw a long time ago. Um, sadly, it is it kind of does come down to that a little bit. Um, yeah, it's not ideal. Ideally, we would all just like watch the films again and, and properly pay attention to the scores. But, you know, I think that's yeah. maybe asking a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, congratulations to Emil Misseri. Yeah, very good. Very good work on that one. Um, all right, Jack, could you please give us the next <laughs> award? Yes, That's we move on. Funny. No, no, it's just <laughs> I didn't realise I've got loads of negative ones. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> so we move on to, and this was mentioned um, a few minutes ago when we were talking about another category, most disappointing year. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, nobody wants to win this. But we never seem to be short of nominees. <laughs> so, <laughs> the nominees for most disappointing year are Dave Batista for Dune and Army of the Dead, Jared Leto for Zack Snyder's Justice League and House of Gucci, Thomasin McKenzie for Old and Last Night in Soho, John David Washington for Malcolm and Marie and Beckett. Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie, June, and Spider-Man No Way Home. DC Comics for Zack Snyder's Justice League, The Suicide Squad, and for delaying the release of The Batman. And the film night Oscar goes to Zendaya. And probably not much, yeah, probably not much of a surprise. She was the only one with three... With three films. <laughs> um, three stinkers yeah. in there from Zendaya. 
Mm. Well, I did enjoy Spider Man, but was yeah, stinking, she... stinking performances. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of them. You know, I've never we've never uh, got into uh, her as, as MJ, have we really? And um, no. Malcolm and Marie was terrible. Um, definitely, I think I think that's um, definitely the award had to go to Zendaya because. Uh, you know, three three films, and you, I mean, you you put in you put in the Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie, June, and Spider Man No Way Home, but it requires a bit more explanation because, you know, although we didn't hate June or anything, um, it was her lack of the, the, the reason that that sort of <laughs> yeah the reason yeah. that's part of this award is is that is that she was in all the marketing for it and then she ended up being in the film for about two minutes or something yeah. Um, so yeah. we felt that that would add to her disappointing year of Malcolm and Marie being yeah. uh, absolutely awful, Which, I'm told, and her just not being that great in the Spider-Man films that we don't we don't really mm, like her in. Mm. And some may argue that that's a bit harsh because obviously, you know, she isn't controlling how the trailers are edited together and stuff. But sorry, Zendaya, that's just that's just the way it goes. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, options to go with there, um, people especially. I know we have got the the DC Comics one in there um, because they just had like a, a, yeah, they just had like a really shit year, haven't they? It's <laughs> a shame as far as what, what I can remember. Yeah, they have, and, and also like nothing, nothing for them. I mean, most years tend to be fairly disappointing for them, um, yeah, but this true. one, this one particularly. And also, I just like to say that what a shame to see you know Dave Bautista in this category. Yeah, that's um, a real shame. Real shame. Yeah. Hopefully he can salvage some pride next year. Sorry, this year. And mm. I don't know what he's got yeah, coming that up. Was but... sort of, yeah. well, that was sort of the free. same reason for June as well, wasn't it? He just wasn't in it very much. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed like a bit of wasted potential. And it's all it's all because they're just sort of waiting for the next one, aren't they? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> he was really underused in June, um, which is just weird considering that. Denny Villeneuve has obviously directed him in Blade Runner 2049 when he was a breath of fresh air and now he's just gone back to being the big bruiser and has very few yeah. lines. So hopefully it's just a case of them setting up this world for another film and it's not him making bad decisions and, you know, doing stuff that yeah. is well above above his level. Or below yeah, his level. To be, fair, to be fair, he was, uh, he was only in Blade Runner for a short amount of time as well, wasn't he? Um, what what was it? Oh, it was Guardians, it, wasn't it? Yeah, Guardians. Yeah, he did have a great yeah, scene though. That first scene. Was yeah, really what, what yeah, it was. It was very good. Was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, and it I was agree. impactful. Um, yeah, and whereas what what he did in what he did in June was not really of that. No, no, same level. Even even though even though it wasn't very much in Blade Runner again, it was still you know good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is Guardians um three this year or next year i don't even know no idea but um yeah so zendaya is the winner of that award that no one wants i'm, I'm afraid well done zendaya well done. maybe just relax for a bit yeah what you'll have enough money now to to to, to keep yourself oh, going just, for a year yeah. or so just uh, take a year off take maybe. a gap year yeah, she's got the. Um, she's, she's in. The, she's, sorry, go, sorry, go on. No, go on. I was just going to say, um, Guardians of Galaxy Three is meant to be released on fifth of May, twenty twenty three. So, 
Another year. Okay. We'll look forward to that in the Oscars in 2024 then. Yeah. Um, There is a TV show that Zendaya's in, which people tend to talk about a lot. Yeah. I've never seen it. Euphoria, yeah. I've got got that recorded ready to watch, actually. So that might that might okay. sort of uh, take it back a bit because that is supposed to be very good. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, back over to Richie for his, I believe, favorite award of the evening. Thank you very much, Jack. It is my favorite <laughs> award. Um, I'm glad I get to read it out. I, I, this is the award for biggest eye rolling moment. Um, and so just to give a bit of clarification on that, it's essentially just for the, the I suppose, the, the cringiest moment um, in, a, in a film. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, in, a, in a film that we've seen this year. <clears throat> and yeah, I love this, this award. Uh, and I was coming up with so many uh, nominees when we had to. Um, because Is anything that has been... Yeah. There has been some good quality cringe this year. Let me say there has that. been a lot. Anything that makes us stare at our cerebral cortex. Oh yeah, that's another way. That's another way we like to phrase it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot. So strap yourselves in. Okay, the nominees are Thomasin McKenzie's accent in her role as Eloise Turner in Last Night in Soho. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all of the accents heard in House of Gucci. <laughs> John David Washington's monologue criticising film critics in his role as Malcolm in Malcolm and Marie. Um, the following line, uh, stolen from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and butchered by Marissa Tomei <laughs> in her role as Aunt May Parker in Spider-Man No Way Home. <clears throat> With great power, there must also come great responsibility. Okay. <laughs> I love how you cleared your throat before, so. <laughs> before you delivered it. Yeah. Uh, the interaction between Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. The following line uttered by Willem Dafoe in his dual role as Norman Osborn and Green Goblin in Spider-Man No Way Home. This is a spoilery episode, by the way. <laughs> Spoilers for these films. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. If, if you're a Marvel fan, you'll have watched this by now, surely. Well, well yeah, you never know, Jack. Um, anyway, sorry. So that, uh, the line by Willem Dafoe in Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself which anyone who's up on memes will know. That's a big Willem Dafoe meme. And it was very cringe to see it in that film. Uh, the following dialogue uh, uttered by both Thomas and McKenzie and what the, f- what the fuck is this name, Jack? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't name her. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know how to say it? Uh, no, but I would just guess. Sinov Carlson. Sinov. There's an accent on the O. Sinov Carlson. Yeah. In their roles as Eloise Turner and Jocasta in Last Night in Soho. Joe and I are going to uh, reenact the scene in question. Uh, So I'll be Eloise and you can be Jocasta, Joe. Okay. No problem. 
Um, okay. Did they spell your surname wrong or something? Oh, no. I've just decided to drop it because I feel like it's way more singular to be known by just your Christian name. You know, like some famous, someone famous in your work that you can actually just go by. Kylie. Minogue. Jenna. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that scene. All right. uh, We're not finished with the nominees, by the way. There's plenty more to go. Oh, yeah. Um, So the next one is uh, the slow motion car crash scene in Zack Snyder's Justice League featuring Ezra Miller in his dual role. As ba- why do you why have you written that for each of these, Jack? Dual role. <laughs> dual role. I didn't know Just how to as, as I didn't know how you would his character <laughs> and the superhero name of the character. I know, I know. I was just trying to be more village, but yeah. <laughs> well, it is village. Yeah, well, that's worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Because I was. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. F- featuring Ezra no, no. Miller in his dual role as Barry Allen and the Flash as he proceeds to save a female from certain death. Yeah, this is very villagely written, Jack. Um, Thank you. I'll take that that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, Yes, that scene was very uh, eye-rolly and hilarious. I think even those of us that didn't see the film saw that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah. This one, this one, you will be able to get the audio for. Okay, thank you. Uh, the following dialogue, well, it's not just the dialogue, but this basically the moment yeah. uh, taken from the opening minutes of old, as uttered by both Alex. It doesn't matter who it was uttered by, uh, but it's basically this one is just uh, the 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 opening sort of. Yeah, when they're uh, on their way to the minute, hotel, minute, minute or a couple of minutes, mm. op- opening bit of dialogue between. Uh, um, the characters in old in the, um, in the minivan. It, this one's in here um, because this one wasn't really an eye roller for me. Um, it's just it was this, a great this, way to this start sort the of film. encapsulates exactly what I wanted from this film and what I wanted it to be. Um, but it was one that Woody and Joe, I think, as soon as the yeah. film started and the characters <laughs> started conversing with each other. Um, they they looked at each other in in seats C five and C six or whatever it was, <laughs> and uh, it was and actually, literally yeah. and literally rolled their eyes together. So uh, yeah. I think it, I think it had to be it had to be put in for that reason yeah. alone. Um, so it, uh, I've got yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say it's, it's definitely a worthy nominee because this is so eye rolling. This line, yeah, but uh, let's. I mean, if we're being honest. Jack, almost the whole film was like that. Film is, <laughs> yeah. a, is a worthy nominee. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so I have a clip of this scene now, which I'm going to play for you. Here it is. It's Sing it, girl. Mom. No, I can't. Her spontaneity has been stripped from her. I'm sorry. You have such a beautiful voice. I can't wait to hear it when you're older. There you go. Pretty, pretty cringe. Not All right. Pretty awful, wasn't it? <laughs> Next nominee. There's loads left. Uh, 
scene in Free Guy when Ryan Reynolds, in his role as Guy, uh, brings out Captain America's shield, Hulk's arm, and a lightsaber, all in the space of about 60 seconds, complete with soundtracks. Very cringe. Does everyone remember that? I was yes. do you remember that, yeah. Dreadful. Um, every line of dialogue uttered by Aquafina <laughs> in her role as Katie Chen <laughs> in Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. This is one that Jack will probably disagree with, but I had to get this in because she yeah. made me want to shoot myself in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I do disagree, but I don't mind because it's okay. just funny. <laughs> it's funny hearing yeah. you <laughs> rant about it. Yeah. What's the worst? Uh, Wonder Woman's theme, which strongly features a wailing female voice every time she appeared on screen in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And Denny, Denny Villeneuve obviously loved it so much whilst watching Zack Snyder's Justice League that he wanted to put it in June. Because it was in <laughs> June, do you remember? Yeah. It was a bit more appropriate in June, at least. A bit more appropriate, yeah. Um, yeah, but you couldn't help but think of, of Wonder Woman. No, when, yeah. When, Wonder used. Woman's fucking ruined it. Um, okay, that's all of them. And the film my Oscar for. Oh, sorry. Can you just can you just read them out again? Because I missed. I missed. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Sorry, I just I just went to paint my paint my fence when when you were starting, so I just missed those first. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right, and the film my Oscar for biggest eye rolling moment goes to. It's the the Kylie Jenner dialogue from last night in Soho. Bravo. Very well deserved. Edgar's coming back up now for his second award to claim tonight. Well done, Edgar. Yeah. Yeah. Look how drunk drunk he is. He's drowning his sorrows from the earlier award. (laughs) He's stumbling on his way up to the stage. (laughs) Yeah, not a great night for him. All right. Very well deserved. Uh, Passing over to Joe now for another award that will need some explaining. Oh, right? A unless, film night favourite. Uh, well, yes. yeah. If you, if you know the show, if you know us very well, then you'll know what this is. But other than that, no, I think I you mean, should boys explain. Feel yeah. feel free to to explain because somebody else will probably be better to explain than myself. But this is the Sean Bean Award. Um, yeah. And yeah. It's just, I, I, I mean, correct me. Co- yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll attempt. It is. A role, or it's it's an appearance of an actor, or yeah. any other person in public life that appears in a film that, well, a surprises us, b, well, shocks us, um, and c, just we think, why the hell are they in this film? Yeah, just very jarring. It's not, it's not, not it's not a bad explanation. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, we call it the Shauna Bean Award for most surprising performance, but yeah, it, it harkens back to um, when The Martian came out and we did a review of that. Uh, and um, I've, probably, I've probably given this ex- explanation so many times, but um, but Sean Bean was halfway through as, as a scientist, halfway through watching that film, yeah, Sean Bean turns up in a lab coat. Um, <laughs> 
and <laughs> we were not expecting it whatsoever. And it looks it looked like he wasn't expecting to show up there either. It looked like he just opened the door, walked in, and not understood where he was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that is part of the essence of it is that someone they just don't look like they belong there at all as yep. well as being sort of surprising and, and confusing. That was it. Most confusing performance, something. Most confusing um, casting. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so you just sort of can't, can't really, and it brings you out of the film because you, because you're just spending the time thinking, why am I looking at this person right now? Um, <laughs> that that yeah. clearly, that clearly does not know why they're there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's this award. Uh, go on then, Joe. Okay, so we've we've got two nominees for this award. Um, so uh, those nominees, oh. you've got a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah, yeah, not many this um, year. No, our first nominee is Hugh Dennis for his role as Doctor Hardy in No Time to Die, mm-hmm. and we've also got Neil Bell for his role as Sadayuka. <laughs> <laughs> Bashar in June. Maybe, I mean, I didn't see the film, so uh, pronunciation was that on point. I, 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 I have no idea. Le- I, I have no idea who that is. I didn't need to leave that in, but I knew it'd get someone tongue tied. <laughs> um, that, that was one. That was one. Uh, Woody pushed for. Yeah, I don't I even remember him popping up, but he had he had quite a bit of a role in June. He had a few scenes, and he was one of. He wasn't. Sometimes he spoke in English. Sometimes he spoke in some other random language, whatever family he was part of in, in June. Um, people might recognise him as the barm, the, the landlord in the garrison pub in Peaky Blinders. Um, he's been in Dead Man's Shoes, This Is England. He's, he's very much like an English... Very British actor, isn't he? Very British actor, yeah. And when he popped up speaking in uh, some random um, uh, dialect, he was just like, wow, what's he doing in this film? Yeah. Hmm. Well then, Joe. Cool. Okay, so the film night Oscar goes to Hugh Dennis. No time to die. Yeah, congratulations, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> this was probably the easiest award of the night. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, mm. And there's never usually many nominees for this one because it's well, it's such a specific award that uh, honestly, I, I feel like we're lucky to have had the number of. Um, people over the years to win it that we have. Um, There's always one or two. There always is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't speak to the Neil Bell one um, because I don't I don't know the, the actor, but comedian Hugh Dennis just appearing in <laughs> No Time to Die as some kind of like geneticist or some shit. Uh, I, I, <laughs> he, he looked so out of place and yeah. um, it was just yeah. baffling to see him. So yeah. It was I mean, baffling. I, and it I was... don't. It, it it was. I don't want to get into the speculation of how he he landed that role, but I feel like he probably um, walked into his agent one day, and or he got a call from his agent, and they said, "Hugh, do you want to be in James Bond?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, okay." So they're like, "Well, they've got this part, and the, the you know, I feel like probably." <sighs> I think that's how don't want to say like, all those conversations always go with <laughs> actors and agents. Yeah, I, I, well, you're no, going to do something but, then, but it, you just no. Just I feel a like conversation with no, no, no. 
he's probably he's probably chums with his with his with his agent and and they probably saw the casting call and and it was probably like a hundred <laughs> other starving actors out there um yeah. and then his agent went to Hugh Hugh do you want the role when Hugh went isn't this oh, how- James Bond yeah okay uh, Joe uh, Joe that's how yeah, every he- casting process has ever gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what he's getting. No, he evidently didn't audition for role, did he? Let's just put it that way. I yeah. see. Yeah. I see. Okay. And yeah, I, I, I have no also, idea. That's 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 that's, yeah, what, that's what, my point. What was great about it was okay. as soon as he appeared, it, it was a question of how long is he going to last because we knew it wasn't going to be long. <laughs> no, and it wasn't, yeah. was it? It was about two minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> very odd but fair play to him you know he can say now for, for the rest of his life he was he was in a Bond film yeah well this is um, the thing well, maybe I, I, I probably maybe. wouldn't say that if I was him but yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, killed in a Bond film maybe maybe <laughs> he's it's been his desire and his agent's known that for years and then his agent's seen this casting come up and gone I know the person that'll fit the bill yeah it might you be his dream his agent yeah. There's some real dirty <laughs> doings going on with the agent, according to Joe. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's got some job. kind of vendetta against Hugh Dennis's agent. <laughs> no, fair play yeah, to him. That was easy. That was easy. Worthy winner of the award. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Easy yeah. decision. Um, okay. Woody, would you like to give us the next award? Absolutely, yeah. We're going from a, a classic fair of the film that Oscars um, to a new award this year. Mm. I'm mm. right in mm. saying Yep. Yep. And this is for best documentary. Um, yeah. Considering how many great ones have been released in 2021, and we have tried to just limit them to feature length uh, documentaries. Mm. So, um, your yeah, series, not... your mini series, yeah, uh, aren't on here. So, just, and we should, just to be no. fair. Yeah, and we should also just point out that you know, Woody, you are our resident dockhead. And mm, I'm the chief docker, yeah. You are chief docker, yeah. Um, so so ninety percent of these only you have seen, but you know we put our faith in you for this. Mm, mm. But I think as well, perhaps seeing a few of them. Jack Jack's mentioned one that he's seen. Um, um, yeah, Pep loves you, docs. Actually, don't you? Yeah, but I think this is a great. Yeah, I think I do... this is a great award to bring in. Um, mm. Definitely. Mm. I think we decided know, as well, didn't we? Because look, I mean, I know I did, and Woody, I think you said as well, and Richie, I think you might have said that you thought the same. Like looking through what we'd actually watched, um, especially looking at Woody's. I mean, I've watched quite a few miniseries and stuff, but Woody had seen a load of documentaries, and it just seemed a bit silly not to include an award yeah. for it, considering we we were struggling with best comedy that we discussed earlier mm. on. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And it's great to shine a light on documentary on documentary documentary filmmakers because um you know it's, i think it's a really important genre isn't it if you can call it yes yeah, it's, it's a genre Absolutely. isn't it that's yeah, the right it's, word it's, um it's, so i think it's about time we introduce this to our list of awards mm. um yeah so take it away mr woodsford okay so the nominees are louis Ferru shooting joe exotic accomplice val Bruno V. Tyson, Sir Alex Ferguson, Never Give In, Schumacher, and Framing Britney Spears. And the inaugural first night Oscar for Best Documentary goes to 
Val. Well done, everyone. Behind that amazing documentary. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. It sounds really fascinating. Yeah, so it's... um, Let's give a bit of colour for the listeners. It's it's basically Val Kilmer, the American Hollywood actor, um, for the best part of 40 years, has filmed his his whole life, basically. He had a camera behind the set, behind the scenes of all his films when he was a young lad, when he was a young kid, when he was um, starting out in the, in the biz and he's filmed a load of loads of thousands and thousands of hours of footage um, and he's had a few health problems uh, recently he's, given, he's just been able to sit down uh, with his son and some directors and people at A24 and they've all they've put it all together it didn't actually feel like a documentary, it felt like a film uh, incredible incredible piece of um piece of footage for it's all it all put together quite well and it feels um very accessible mm. and it gives you great insight into a guy who's a bit misunderstood i think in terms of hollywood um and yeah, he addresses that quite always... well in the film in the documentary as well so yeah really mm. really recommend you you to check that one out yeah i, I do want to because yeah that, that that's always a term associated with him isn't it it's misunderstood and Mm. And I've never known, you know, I've never known where that's come from. I don't know why. I've got no no idea why he's got that label. So, yeah, I'm really interested to go and. I think it's on Sky, isn't it? This one. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, a twenty four. Uh, I've done it as well. So hopefully yeah, we know that they produce a lot of good stu- good stuff, don't they? Yeah, when they've got their name attached, obviously it's you know you think yeah. you're going to be all right, and yeah, this is brilliant. Mm. Good stuff, yeah. Inaugural winner there, mm. and I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll come back next year. I think yes. so. I think. Yes, let's hope so. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff out there. Go on, Jack. Then you got the next award. Yeah. So we're heading over to another award that you won't find at any other award show around the world, and this is our brightest idea. <laughs> um, and this oh, is an mean, award. Jack? Oh, thanks for asking, Richie. This is an award that we hand out to any any announcements about castings or um, upcoming films that that's being put together. Or I don't know how to. Um, I'm butchering this, aren't I? Can you? Can anyone else describe this better? It's basically an idea that we yeah. think is um, not is a terrible yeah. idea, basically. Yeah, it's usually like a news story that's come out, some kind of film-related news story. Um, yeah, film-related news story yeah. that we hear about that we hear about that um, that we think is just the, yeah the most dog shit idea we've ever heard of in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the nominees are, and we have history with this because it's not the first time a Barbie film has been mentioned in this category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the upcoming. The upcoming Barbie film from director Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie in the title role, and Ryan Gosling as Ken. Well, <laughs> just just leave a bit of a pause there. For remind. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I will. I will remind um, listeners of um, our previous with this. So a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year. I can't remember. There was a similar announcement. That was a while ago. 
yeah, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, there was an announcement for a Barbie film that was due to star Amy Schumer, I believe. Yep. Yeah, Amy mm. and, and I don't know if there's any other details. I can't remember. If, um, but yeah, we just we just couldn't believe what we were what we were reading. This one, obviously, you know, perhaps will be done in a more interesting way because Greta Gerwig's done some great films. Um, but just the idea of a Barbie film to me, and I think to all of us, is just not a very good idea, is it? No, no, not. I mean, are Barbie still around? They- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they? Of course, right. of course they are. Yeah, well, I don't oh, yeah. know. I've, I mean, I've, I've, I, even not... when I was younger, I never had Barbies because yeah, I think that might be a reason. It just for that, wasn't. Yeah. But, yeah. No, no, not, but I didn't have a sister or anything or like that. So I've never, I've never had. Yeah, I've never had any reason to. But I, yeah, I don't know. They could have phased out. They might not be around anymore. You know, mm. they might not be able to have a Barbie. You know, who knows. Yeah, no, yeah. there's no, yeah, they're, they're still going what if strong, they're still going, they're still, they're still going strong. Um, so who knows? I mean, we might, you know, Greta Gerwig, if you're listening, then prove us wrong, you know, make, make us, make us a film that we're going to enjoy. And, and we, and if that happens, we'll be the first to admit that maybe this shouldn't have been included. But for now, we think it's a very bright idea. So moving on to our second nominee. The Academy of Motion Picture, Arts and Sciences, nominating both Daniel Kaluuya and Lucky Stanfield for Best Supporting Actor at the 93rd Academy Awards for their roles as Fred Hampton and Bill O'Neill in Judas and the Black Messiah. And what we mean by this is, you know, why... I think, I think, I think the reason we've put this in is because it's why are they up for Best Supporting Actor? Um, yes. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't see the film. So maybe you two want to take over here and just explain this one. Well, the, well the, I'd say that the two of them are at least yeah. lead actors in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be it would be one thing to describe one of them as be, as best actor and the other as best supporting. And to be honest, I'd <laughs> say probably they could be inter- interchangeable in that sense. But to call them both, to put them both up for best supporting actor just leaves the question okay well who was the lead actor in that film then <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and is um, is that the film at the academy of motion picture arts and sciences is that what we're actually called that's the, the full academy. name yes yeah why is it why is why is sciences of why sciences what science no idea no idea right. well i mean i guess Petries. i guess there is a science to filmmaking <laughs> Is it? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, no, to be honest, I didn't know that either until I was conjuring up these <laughs> these nominees. But mm. yeah, that is its full name. Yeah. And uh, just in case no one, just to inform our listeners as well, because this has already happened, obviously, that uh, Daniel Kaluuya was the winner of that award. Right. Moving on then. Wait, wait, wait the, Oscars have already, the Oscars have already happened. Yeah, this was last year's. Uh, this was this was yeah. last year's. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it but it but it happened in 2021. Okay. Our next nominee for brightest idea: the unethical and misleading marketing and promotional campaign for June, specifically 
The frequent shots of Zendaya in the trailer, despite her very small role, <laughs> and the complete failure to mention part one in the film's title. Now, this, for me, is just inexcusable, isn't it, lads? You're annoyed, um, aren't you, Jack, at this? I can tell. You, you, your whole, can you tell? Your whole... <laughs> I, can, I really can. Yeah. When, when you read that out then, you were, you were going for it. Well, it is very unethical, I think. I don't think that's too strong a statement. You know, to... I mean, there was three or four trailers for this film, and every single one... You know, maybe if just one of them had featured Zendaya and the rest had... But every single one. There she was, front and centre, alongside Timothy Chalamet. And yet we get to the film and she appears for 10 minutes and that's it. Um, false advertising. False advertising, and the, yeah. You could, and the part you, one you, thing was a joke yeah, as the well. Part, yeah. yeah, they bring then, it up in the title card. What yeah, joke. just so, yeah. So, purple, so basically oh. all the posters say June. It's a June trailer, you know, you're going to watch a video. Um, mm-hmm. And then we do the sort of the opening scene, and it cuts to the titles of the film, of a titled screen. Right. It says June across the screen, and then on small writing underneath, part one. And that's like the first time oh. from, I knew that. So yeah, it's already two and a half hour film, and it's told you that in the first okay. five minutes. You're thinking, oh right, okay, then. So we've got two hours and twenty to go, and we're setting it up for another film. So yeah, yeah. kicking the teeth, I thought. And also also and it, the, and it was also, on no promotional it was on no promotional material whatsoever. Yeah, and, and also the fact that's that not good. when at the time of the release of the film, part two hadn't even been confirmed because it all depended on you know how well this one did. So it was a bit of a gamble, including that. Um because they could have just called this one June, and then if they do get the green light. Call it June Part Two. That's fine. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah. to call yeah. this to call this one June Part One was was a slap in the face. Considering, I mean, obviously, if it had been included all the way, then fine. But yeah, we we weren't happy with that at all. We were misled. So that's uh, that's that nominee. And finally, for brightest idea, the voice cast announcement for an upcoming currently untitled Mario film. The voice cast includes, but is not limited to, Chris, Chris Pratt as Mario. I mean, I mean that, that could be a nominee in itself. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and Jack Black as Bowser. Oh, Christ. I mean, Amazing. where do you begin with that? Um, just, just. I mean that that kind of just sums up, doesn't it? Quite a lot of what's wrong with Hollywood today. Mm. You know, just mm. pump, just pumping shit out for the sake of it, getting people on board. Just you know, ju- just for the name, just just so they can put it on a poster, and and they think people are gonna. Well, sadly, a lot of people will see Chris Pratt's name, and they'll go and see it just for that. Um, yep. But how, but how he's going to... I'm actually looking... Not Well, this is it, you see. I do want to hear his Italian accent, but I'm not going to go and see it. But hopefully... Oh, we'll see it in a trailer, won't we? We'll see it in a trailer. Um, that has became a, a big meme, though, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, Sorry, Richie, the, the, this, what was that? This whole thing... 
was just saying this became a whole big meme. Um, that yeah, it sprouted out when this it? came yeah. out. Um, especially the the Chris Pratt as as Mario thing, because it's just so yeah, that was the one baffling. Because mm. you, you can't, because like you say, Jack, you can't even imagine what he's going to be doing. No, no. Um, so, uh, but but there's a few in the, there's a few in there as well, and that isn't even all of them, by the way. There's a longer list than that, but I did not want to include them all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the film night Oscar for brightest idea 2021 goes to the voice cast announcement for the untitled Mario film. I'm not even going to applaud because it's uh, it's just sickening, really, isn't it? Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay. So next award is for the best scene of uh, 2021. Pretty self-explanatory one, I think. Um, so the nominees for this uh, category are uh, In No Time to Die, when CIA agent Paloma helps James Bond to infiltrate a Spectre meeting in Cuba. In The Father, um, basically the end scene of The Father, um, which that's best basically all I can say about it with a, a, to keep it spoiler-free. Um, but it was very uh, great scene and and very well very passionate scene. So, um, and anyone that's seen it will know what scene we're talking about. I think, yeah. Uh, in hope, uh, when uh, Anya receives some news um, at a hospital, and um, the actor that played her, Andrea, what is it? Andrea Brain Povig. Yeah, she puts in a, another stellar performance there in her reaction uh, to that news as well. Uh, the end scene of uh, Sound of Metal, uh, when Ruben's sitting on a, a bench and sort of just sort of taking in everything around him. Uh, another scene from No Time to Die, uh, when uh, James Bond and his cohorts are involved in a forest car chase. So uh, uh, that was a pretty good one. That was excellent. And and the film like Oscar for best scene goes to the father. That scene I said in the father. That's too spoilery <laughs> to say what happens. <laughs> Bravo, well done to okay. Anthony for his uh, well performance done. in that scene, and well done, mm. well yeah, thanks to every everyone involved in that scene. Some um, mm. some great nominees there actually. When you look back at that list, yeah. I think some yeah. really really good options there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's, but definitely deserved winner. I mean, like you say, Richie. Anyone who's seen it knows what we're talking about, and it was just um, really really powerful, wasn't it? Can't really say any yeah. more than that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, okay, moving on to Joe for next category. Okay, our next category, we come to Best Director. Um, big one. One of the biggies. Big one. Got some names in here as well, haven't we? Flipping heck, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will try our best. We all know it's a live show. Right. Take a run, take okay. a run up. Take a run up. Hey. <clears throat> I've been practicing for the last hour. Right. <laughs> the nominees for Best Director are... Darius Marder, 
for Sound of Metal. Kerry Joji Fukuneg for No Time to Die. <laughs> Thomas Fukuneg. Fukuneg. Kerry Joji Fukuneg. Do you want to give that one another go, Joe? Should we, should we try that again? Go on. Is it Fukunag? I think it's Fukunaga. 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 Right, right, okay. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm not laughing Oh, at hang you. on, is that... Apologies, apologies. I didn't see the A. I thought the A was a G. The last... I thought it was double G at the end. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay, I was wondering how you were getting... It's because it's... Fucking it's, red, it's, it's red lines, so it looks like a G. I need to just ignore the spelling. There we go. Right. We'll try that one again. Right, cut all that out. Right. We'll cut... Right, okay. Let's go back. Okay, so the nominees so, so, for Best Director... Probably moment of the year for um, 2022. It is. <laughs> right, go, go again. Carrie Joji Fukunaga for No Time to Die. Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Wes Anderson for The French Dispatch. Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah. Florian Zeller for The Father. And the mm. film night Oscar goes to Florian Zeller for The Father. Congratulations. Well done. For the easy one, that was. Yes. Um, Yeah, fairly easy. As good as the the other nominees were, I think um, Mr. Zeller was head and shoulders above anyone else. And I think think what swung it even more so in his favour was the fact that before this, he was primarily a theatre director, I think. So to to translate those skills to film um, and do it, that incredibly well was so impressive. Um, his first ever film. Is it? I don't want to say it in case it wasn't, but is oh, that right? Yeah, first, first ever film. Yeah, but, I mean that is just unbelievable. Um, because obviously, yeah. you know, th- directing a theatre production that has its similarities, I'm sure, but also many, many differences. And um, yeah, I mean the direction is almost aside from the stellar performances, the direction was a huge part of how disorientating that film was, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And all of those creative decisions in terms of the sets and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, very well yeah. deserved. That's very good. Very, very well deserved, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us on to uh, another biggie for Woody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Thank you very much. It will be an absolute pleasure of reading out the nominees, <laughs> yeah. the many nominees for worst performance of the year. There's a hell of a lot here. Um, double figures we've got here. Um, just before I crack on, I am going to just, I've just rearranged them a little bit, Jack. Um, yeah, it's fine. Just because I may be funny if I do it this way. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, there's there's, yeah. there's um, lots of sweating and Nervous, uh, pop, sweaty palms in the audience. No yes, one wants this one. No, no one wants this one. And we've got we've got eleven nominees for this, which is staggering, really, isn't it? Um, okay. The nominees are Vicky Creeps for Old, Gail Garcia Bernal for Old, Rufus Sewell for Old. 
Sorry. <laughs> 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 uh, seeing Jack going is making me laugh. Right. Straight face again. Thomasin McKenzie for old. Thomasin McKenzie. Can you meet meet yourself? I'm doing it. Sorry. Right, I'll start again from Thomasin. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's muting themselves now. Right. Thomasin McKenzie for old. Thomasin McKenzie for last night in Soho. Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie. John David Washington for Malcolm and Marie. (laughs) John David Washington. For Beckett, Jared Leto, for House of Gucci, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi, for Free Guy, and bringing up the rear, Ezra Miller, for Zack Schneider's Justice League. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah. mm. Incredible. Incredible nominees there. And the many, Film Night Oscar. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. I was going to say, many nominees, but not too many films represented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, a small pool of, uh, small pool of films, but many nominees. <laughs> and the Film Night Oscar for Worst Performance goes to Vicky Creeps for Old. Many congratulations wow. for, Br- for, Vi- for Vicky there. Many congratulations. Yes. Well, well done. That was a tough, that was a tough uh, competition to win, I have to say. Yeah, there was a lot of competition for that one. Yeah, really, really yeah. tightly contested one that one. But yeah. she, she really, I mean, she really put in the effort to bring that one home. I have to say, she put in the hard yards for that award. She really, yeah. she really, she really wanted it. You could tell. <laughs> yeah, and she got, she got <laughs> off to such a great start um, with that clip we had <laughs> earlier on in the, yeah, yeah singer, singer girl, um, and she, <laughs> she carried on in a similar vein for throughout the rest of the film, and she's thoroughly deserving. Yeah. Of her awards, well done, Vicky. Absolutely, thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Henry. It must have been a very fun set. Imagine being on the set of Old, and everyone's kind of turning up. Right, come on, who can who can put in the worst performance today? It's like a competition. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I Christ, think, yeah. Um, to be honest, to be honest, yeah, four nominees for that award from Old. Which, yeah, I mean, have we ever had? Have we ever had an award where there's been four representatives from one film? Going up for Pretty the sure we have No, no. Got to be a first, hasn't it? Yeah. Got to be. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah. Probably won't happen again until the next M Night film comes. M Night film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it must bring your level down, mustn't oh, it? If everyone around you is just that, you know, incapable. When you've got mid sized sedan mm. next to you trying to act, it must be <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so congratulations. Yeah, I know, but I've also I don't know, some 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 fucking you know, um gratitude has to be given to the casting of that because like yeah, maybe it's harder to act when you're around bad actors, but you know, mm. it, it's not that hard. 
Yeah, yeah. So clearly it's just that every everyone was bad to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know if... Can I name and shame the casting director on that film? Um, you can do whatever you like, Jack. But I don't know if that'll be... Is casting director included on here? Um, I don't know. But it, it, I don't it, think it let's is. just say it's M. Night's fault because it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all happy to get behind you on that one. Right. And sticking with a theme here, <laughs> we move on to the award for Worst Film of 2021. The nominees all are right. Eternals. Malcolm and Marie, Blood Red Sky, Army of the Dead, The Hand of God, A Quiet Place Part 2, Old, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So again, fiercely competitive category, this one. Mm-hmm. And the film mm-hmm. like Oscar goes to Malcolm and Marie. Well, someone has to win it. And, and uh, God, there were some terrible films in that group, and some, and we haven't all seen all of these. Oh. We must, we must point out. Richie hasn't seen Malcolm and Marie. Um, True, but I'll, but I'll just say, mm. lucky you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I've, I, and I've not seen. I was thinking, you know, Blood, Blood Red Sky. Pepster and Woody have seen that one. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think why this topped it. Woody is as the other as the only other person who who saw Malcolm and Marie. Can you just maybe sum up why it was so offensively bad? Yeah, sure, because it's a vapid drivel that epitomizes everything that I despise about cinema. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so it was so, so pretentious. So, so pretentious. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, every every sentence was just kind of crafted in such a strange way. Um, and it's yeah. kind of, it's, it's all the, I think when it came out, it was like the epitome of a lockdown film. It was all, you know, two people. I think it was, I think it was made in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. made in lockdown. We've got, it just kind of set a, a dangerous precedent for, oh God, is this what, is this it? Is this what we're, is this what we're stuck with now? Shit yeah. like this. Um, and you could just tell, couldn't you? Every line was the director. It was like the actors were just mm. a, a mouthpiece for what the director wanted to say. And, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. So that was what was. Yeah, I, I think that's why I was, I was uh, planning on watching it after um, after I saw your review on Letterboxd, Jack, um, <laughs> because yeah. I was just interested to see something that you had such a violent reaction to. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because it doesn't happen often. reviewed it, and no, it doesn't. Um, but then Woody reviewed it, and after uh, after I just heard more and more from you two about it, I just don't think I have the energy to actually to actually yeah. do it. Uh, it sounds it, bloody uh, awful. Yeah, no, I don't. Blame yeah, you. I don't. I, no, I don't blame you. Although I would love to sit, to hear your thoughts one day, possibly, but I don't blame you at all. Maybe. Um, and then. It, any other any anyone else want to mention any anything else about I mean I was the only one that saw Eternals and um yeah out, outstandingly bad. The hand of God, Woody, any thoughts yeah. on that? Well we might come on to some of these a bit later, mightn't we? Um 
Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> later on. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. Yeah, let's let's save that then. But congratulations well, to Malcolm and Murray. Quiet place. Sorry, there's a delay. I know. Um, this is the first time a Quiet Place Part Two has appeared on uh, mm. on the Oscars list. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that it, was that was pretty I, bad. It was bad, and I I can I, I considered it briefly for, for perhaps nominating it for um, you know the mo- most disappointing film. Um, sorry, biggest disappointment. But then I thought, well, actually, it doesn't fit that category because going into it, I knew that it wasn't going to be good and I didn't want them to do a second one. Um, mm, true. But, but was it just me and you that saw that or did Woody see that? I don't know if we could do. No, I think it was just us. Uh, no, no, I didn't see it. No. But you, have you seen, have you seen the first yeah. one? Yeah, I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. Yeah. Because I can't remember what you guys thought. Yeah. I, I, do, I think I liked the first one more than anybody else here. Um, no, I enjoyed the first one. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so... I didn't mind. You say but, this every time. I didn't mind it. I just didn't think it was a it was a great film. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you always well, got the reason that I hate it. I didn't hate it. It was just it's fine. Like what, three stars? Good. Yeah. Different, yeah. but yeah. not an, not an amazing film. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but um, as 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 is expected, whenever anything does quite well at the box office, they immediately go and make a second one. Um. But yeah. Let's move on, shall we, to something a bit more positive. Okay. Um, yeah, next award is for the best script of the year. Uh, I think we're getting into the um, the final few now, aren't we? We are. Yeah, this is what this is what everyone <laughs> wants to win. <laughs> we've gone through everything what everyone doesn't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've run yeah, we've run out of joke ones now, I think. Um just got uh, just got some actual awards to give out. Um, so yeah, this is for the best script, 2021, and the nominees are uh, Sound of Metal, Another Round, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Hope. And the film night Oscar for best script goes to Hope. And Jack's written in brackets for me here, Maria Sudal. I assume that's the uh, the writer of the film. That is the writer, yeah. Yeah. Is so she I mean, also the is... director. Uh, good question. Oh, um, I'm sorry if you don't have the answer to that. No, I don't have it to hand. But yeah, I mean, um, I would love at some point for Woody and Pepster to see this film because it is always. I would too. I do. I do always feel like it's yeah, a bit, of, a, bit of a, sh- a bit of a shame when we when we give. You know, top awards to films that not all of us have seen. Um, yeah, but the, but it really was outstanding. Yes, she was the director, Richie. Um, but it really was outstanding, wasn't it? Really, I mean, all, all of the films there yeah. did have excellent, excellent scripts. Um, but that's the one we've we've gone for. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, it was just it was a superb yeah. script. Um, it was felt like so a very believable very, family, very real. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the very real, and um, that that is sort of what I yeah. Like often think is often very fa- important. Yeah, definitely, especially with a film like that, you know, which is dealing with a really, you know, serious and and sad subject 
matter. You've got to get it right with the script. And, and when it comes to family dynamics and, and conversations between family members, how often does, do we see that not done very well? Um, and mixed emotions as well. Mm. It, it, like you, you sort of paint yeah, it, it wasn't to just be, sad. You know, yeah. yes, it's a sad subject, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, that it that it no, balances true, yeah. really well. Um, yeah. And um, there's lots of other. There's lots. There's, the other nominees got very good scripts as well. Sound of Metal was a great script. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And another round. I know. I know. I'm the only one that saw that one. Again, very yeah, unfortunately, because I, I know yeah. that you three will love that film. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's such a village film um, <laughs> yeah. but also really good which is such a rarity to be honest mm. yeah I'm desperate to seek that one out yeah it was, and, and um, same with Judas I, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah is another yeah. one I have not seen Yeah, I think I'm the yeah. only one here yeah, that hasn't seen that, that. Um, mm. so I, I want to watch that as well so yeah that was a tough competition that one definitely um, but yeah Moving on to uh, next award, please, Joe. Okay, so our next award is Best Actress. Um, again, self-explanatory. So we will go through the nominees, and they are Rebecca Ferguson for June, Elibur Coleman for The Father, Andrea Brain Hovig for Hope, Francis McDormand for Nowhere Land, Yoin Yu Jung for Minari, and Viola Davies for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And the Strong. film night Oscar goes to Andrea Rain Hovig for Hope. Yeah. Very good, very good. Strong nominees there. Yeah, extremely strong. Yeah. This was difficult, wasn't mm. it? We we did this was this was definitely one of the awards that was only decided today, today actually. Um, yeah. Very strong competition. And again, it's just difficult, isn't it? Because it is a shame that we've not all seen her incredible performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's hope again, isn't it? But yeah, she she, she was yeah, she was sublime. <laughs> so yeah. Um I think I and, and Jack and I have sort of made that clear. And um, you know, it's difficult when um, like say, two of us haven't seen it. Um, so Jack and I want to sort of push this, but we also don't want to you know, um, if Woody's got one, yeah, exactly, or Joe's got yeah. one that they think are, are 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 great and they can't compare to, you know, it makes it difficult. Um, but mm. um, yeah. uh, fortunately, uh, Woody and Joe were very big uh, enough to let us let us uh, give Andrea the uh, the accolade she deserves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she she definitely deserves it. It was amazing. But but again, you know. Brief mention to some of those other nominees. I mean, Viola Davis was superb. I remember that performance yeah. very well. Really, really memorable, wasn't it? And um, I know mm -hmm. you guys didn't enjoy Nomadland, but I did. And I do feel like Frances McDormand deserves her spot there amongst those other actresses. Mm. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, very strong category, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Very. But only, only one winner, I'm afraid. Only right. one person can win. Uh, all right. Next uh, next award then uh, is for Woody to announce. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Best Actor Award now for Film That Oscars. Um, 
again, a strong category here. And we have six wonderful nominees. And they are Daniel Kayu. God, start again. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Daniel? How do you say it? How do you say it? Daniel Kaluuya. It's just Kaluuya. Yeah. Kalu- Kaluuya. I thought it was Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. certain though. I, I, yeah. Okay. And the nominees are Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Sir Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Stellan Skarsgård for Hope, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, and Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And the film that Oscar goes to Sir Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Another completely and utterly well deserved just it's stunning well deserved, wasn't it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Um, nothing more we can Continue. say really about his performance it was it was incredible feels like he feels like he gets better with age doesn't he you know just still putting in such unbelievable performances um yeah i, rem- I remember this i'll remember that film for a long time and, and and it's one that i said at the time you know i'd love to rewatch it and i will but it was, for me anyway, not one that I could revisit too quickly because it, and then this is partly down to the, his performance. It it was such a, you know, you felt so sorry for him, um, and he got that across really, really well. And shout out to Olivia Coleman as well. I know she was in. I know she was mentioned in the in the last award, but the two of them together were, um, excellent, and they bounced off each other. Mm. Two actors, two actors at the top of their game, elevating each other's performances probably as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, congratulations, Sir Anthony Hopkins. I, I noticed that when the Oscars, sorry, the inferior Oscars announced him as their winner for the same award, actually, um, they didn't give him his full title. So, oh, that's yeah, for you, isn't it? I don't think so. Yeah, bloody yanks. So, absolute disrespect. Oh. Absolute disrespect, yeah. So you need that knighthood mentioned, dearie me. And I love how, quite rightly, he was not there in attendance. He was back home in Wales, having a brew, mm. and uh, and he, ac- I think he accepted his award a few days later in a video message. So that serves you right, the Academy, for not giving someone their full title. Um, but yeah, what an amazing performance! Yeah, very good. Right, so. Our final award of the evening, and the most the most important, arguably, goes to best film of 2021. The nominees are Hope, <laughs> Another Round, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Father, and Sound of Metal. And the Film Night Oscar for best film of 2021 goes to. The father. Yep. Mm-hmm. What a superb film. Yeah, pretty obvious winner. I think. Yeah, it's been mentioned many times tonight. Yeah. What more can we say about it? Had it all, really. Nothing. Performances, direction, score. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah it was nominated in, in all the all the top categories, wasn't it, on our part, and won a good few of them. I think it won um, an it inferior Oscar for best film as well, didn't it? 
I was going to ask, did it win? Hmm. Did it win the the best picture? Okay, yeah. I'm I'm not sure actually because <laughs> we don't, I don't pay, we don't I don't pay attention to that shite. <laughs> no, 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 I don't either because we don't we don't always sync up. There have been times when it's been different. Um, I think Parasite was one that we both awarded, but uh, yeah. yeah, this was this was a fairly easy one despite the strength of category there. You know, all amazing films. This was still fairly obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. Do I have so, to read um, out this little this little piece of script at the bottom here, Jack? Oh uh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> okay. Um, that concludes the 2021 Film Night Oscars. Congratulations once again to all of our winners tonight, and commiserations to those who just missed out. Indeed. There you go. There you go. Oscars done. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Another year ticked off. Fingers crossed right. for a slightly, slightly high quality year next year, this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, thanks to uh, everyone for listening to that, and thanks to my colleagues for getting their ways through it. <laughs> and special thanks to Jack for providing us that uh, eloquent script for the night. Thank you. Evening. Thank you. <clears throat> you did a good job there, son. Thank you. Happy to help. Um, okay. Um, so before we move on, we have actually received uh, a couple of uh, emails to do, um, but this is already quite a long episode and we've got quite a bit left to go. Uh, so I think, uh, well, the four of us have decided that we will um, respond to those emails in the next episode. Uh, and so apologies to the people that emailed in. Um but uh, yeah, we will get to those emails next week and we will discuss them properly then. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think we'd be able to do, do it sort of justice as a... Uh, yeah, we want to do it justice. If we, we did it now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, with that in mind, without further ado, um, we are now going to move on to our individual uh, top five and uh, bottom five films of the year. So we, we do... Uh, Five best films and five worst films uh, each of us individually have. This is something we started doing a couple of years ago because it uh, just allows us to uh, give our own individual opinions on certain things rather than the Oscars in which we all have to come to a decision. Mm. Um, and I find it quite fun as well. Yeah. yeah so we'll start, with, we'll start with bottom five going from five through to one, yeah? Yes, Jack, that sounds fine yeah. to me. So who wants okay. to kick us off with the, with the number five uh, worst film of the year? I'm happy to go. Yeah, go for it, Jack. All right. So coming in at number five on my list of worst films of 2021 mm. is Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the epic yeah. battle that no one asked for. Um Oh, but, yeah. you, but you paid to see. <laughs> Did I pay or was it on... I can't remember. I didn't see it in the cinema. I think it was on Sky, but there probably was a small rental fee. Okay. Yes, I will admit. But, um, <laughs> yeah. We're not going to go into these in much detail. It was awful. So, yeah, that's, that's my number five. All right. Good okay. stuff. Um, me to go next? Joe, you want to go next? Yeah. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, my number five is 
House of Gucci. Um, Oof. Wow. Yeah. It, mm. Just sort of looking at all these top fives and bottom fives, I don't think I've probably seen as many 2021 films as you boys. So um, the selection mm. is not as vast and it's a little bit more limited. Um, yep. But yeah, over, overall, it definitely won't be in the top five. Um, no. So it's, don't get me wrong; there's, it wasn't. There's, there's, so there's no there's no crossover between your top. Oh and no! <laughs> Do not worry. I have I've progressed <laughs> this year, boys, and uh, there is no crossover. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Those, yeah. those days are gone. I have actually got some that films amazing, sort of left over um, that aren't in the top five or in the bottom five. Um, but yeah. Uh, House of Gucci, I think, has got to make a yeah. make a, make a, an appearance there at the bottom. Yeah, so, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Woody, do you want to go next? All right. Yeah, my number five is a film I don't think anyone else has seen. It's called mm. The White Tiger. It was um, a Netflix film. Yeah, um, yeah, set in India. Um, There's quite a bit based of buzz a, about it when it came out. Yeah, a lot of buzz. Yeah, lots of a lot of buzz around yeah, it. I remember it coming out. Based on a book, uh, did quite, I think the book was quite successful. Um, probably not long after um, we did the last Oscars, I actually watched it um, <laughs> last year, and it was absolutely appalling. I can barely really remember anything notable from it, and I think that kind of. So it sums it all up, really. It's really, really forget, forget uh, forgettable, mm. long and boring. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. I don't think anyone else has watched it, and yeah, you, know, you missed, you missed I the one there. I did consider putting it on once, but I just couldn't do really, it. I read the really description. Boring. Just so didn't, boring. Didn't drag me in at all. No, it was terrible. It really was. Okay, Richie. Okay. Um, yeah, so my uh, my number five is uh, Snyder's Justice League. Um, yeah, Jack saw this as well. Um, I, I felt I had to give it uh, a chance after all the hype it was getting from the DC boys. Um, and, and, you know, sort of, and, and everyone saying, oh, no, Justice League didn't have anything you know it took a lot of it out and and made it worse and put in his shitty dialogue and yes that's true but also it wasn't good in the first place so you know there's (laughs) only so much there's only so much he could have done to make it as bad as it was really you know yeah yeah. most of the film was still there um and it was not good i didn't and it was four hours of very dark Yes, oh, I had that's to. insane. That is insane. Yes, yes uh, correct. Yeah, I had to set aside a Saturday in order to watch this film. Uh, I think. And... Did you? Because uh, I think you did watch it in one go. Didn't I? Didn't watch it in one go. God, you're a lunatic. <laughs> it was. It was not worth it. Yeah. I remember getting like an hour and a half in and being like, <laughs> I haven't seen Batman in his suit yet, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're an hour and a half into the film, so <laughs> yeah. And it's also scary. It's also it's also scary the power of fandom because this was the only reason they released it or you know went back and I think there was some reshoots and all that was because there was a massive campaign, wasn't there, about release the Snyder Cut? We all want to see it, and then it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, eventually yeah. they just caved in. Yeah, 
and Jossie Boy is a bit in a bit of trouble at the moment. Uh, yeah, from it. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay. Yeah, that's that's my that's my number five. Okay, moving on. My number four worst film of 2021 is another Zack Snyder film, Army of the Dead. <laughs> wow. He's had, his, a uh, he's had a very good year, hasn't he? I, I, <laughs> I can't believe... Yeah, this is another one we may have missed off for a disappointing year. Although, actually, is yeah. it really? Because we don't expect... No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 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 Disappointing um, life. Disappointing life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was his... <laughs> This was his effort at a zombie film. You know, Netflix backed it completely, huge budget. And it was just so boring. How can a zombie film be this boring? But somehow it managed it. Um, and it featured our friend Dave Batista with one of his more disappointing efforts in recent years as well. So, um, yeah, didn't enjoy it at all. Terrible. Just terrible. So that, that's my number four. Cool. Okay. Uh, my number four is Last Night in Soho. Um, again, just a pretty, pretty mm. poor film. Um, yeah, nothing to write home about. Um, I know we talked mm. about it earlier on today. Um, just really disappointing. Shame, didn't, make, didn't meet the hype. Um, yeah, so I think that probably added to it as well. So yeah, number four, Last Night in Soho. Is it me next? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> in at number four, I, I can't believe this is in at number four, um, but it just shows the the caliber of the other films. Um, but quite incredibly, number four for me is old. Um, what? <laughs> oh my god! I know. Wow. I know. But just just you wait to hear the others. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It is incre- incredible. I was thinking a lot about this. Um, Try not to think about the cinema experience because that is obviously five star. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, the film itself, yeah. I honestly, I think I've seen three worst films, and I think we have got to be honest with ourselves. I'm sure yeah. it, it won't be as low as um, it is for you guys, but um, yeah, I mean, we said a lot about it tonight, but it was terrible, but then again. You'll just wait till you hear the other three I've got on my sleeve because then you'll probably understand why. It's a great tease. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, Richie. Okay. Uh, my number four is uh, another superhero piece of shit. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend <laughs> of the Ten Rings. Um, yeah. Hated this. Awful, boring, uh, painfully unfunny, and uh, something that I, I was absolutely flabbergasted to see get like four stars from Jack. <laughs> Insane, yeah. yeah. Insane. This was not a good film. No, and, you really didn't uh, like it. Yeah, I wish I hadn't seen it. Okay. So yeah, fair enough. That's all I've got to say on that. My number three worst film. Is old. <laughs> I do. I, I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, when we saw it, I couldn't believe. I wouldn't be able to believe that that would not have been everyone's worst film. Yeah. It, it, I think it was. It was there for a long time for me, and you know, it's yeah. moved down gradually. Yeah, recently. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. What more, what more can we say? We've we've met, we've mentioned it a lot tonight. It must have been one of the most nominated films. So yeah, that is my number three. Check it out. Check it out. I have to say, everyone should watch that. Film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah. Ideally, if you, you got a couple of drinks, yeah, have them next year some snacks and just yeah. let yourself go and experience yeah. it. And and I think I think mm. I think one of the reasons it is at three and not higher is because although I wasn't laughing for the right reason, you know, I did laugh and I did have a, a little bit of fun. Yeah. And not just not yeah. just because we were all together. Um, you know, there were scenes that I was laughing at. Um, so, yeah, that's perhaps why it doesn't get any higher. Um, mm. But, yeah, that's me. Cool. Uh, my number three is Red Notice. Now... Oh, you watched I it? I've only very recently watched this film, yeah. Oh, um, okay. I don't think it would have probably changed the the worst comedy nomination because I'd probably go with your guys' sort of um, go on that. But, yeah, um, poor, poor <laughs> film. <laughs> um, Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Um, it, it, it just, yeah, it's just not funny. Um mm. It's just you could you can tell the the, um, the filming of it was pretty poor. Um, yeah, how bad the, was the CGI? The CGI, Terrible, I should say, it? was was yeah. really bad. Um, it was not good at all. Um, so yeah, uh, typical rock film, just just really bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my number three. Okay, Woody. All right. Um, Number three for me. I have to thank my good friend Joseph Matthew McCafferty for this oh, one. Yeah. Um, Blood Red Sky. Um, <laughs> my my word. Um, <laughs> I actually really want to see it. Quite quite incredible for all the wrong reasons. Really, it was shocking. It was so bad. Um, there's a lot going on. It's kind of in German. It's there's bits in English. Um, there's some terrible effects going on. It's so long for what it is. You know, it should be a ninety minute film. For some reason, it's it's two hours, and you you're losing the will to live. I mean, I, I was like, right, I've had enough of this, and I, I had to pause it, check how long it was on, because I was half thinking about jack jacking it in. Um, <laughs> is that bad? Uh, there's still fifty minutes left. Uh, for oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to slum this out, slum this one out. Um, <laughs> abysmal, yeah, really, really, really abysmal. Um, yeah, and kind of unlike with old, like Jack said, you you you're laughing even if it's not for the right reasons. Yeah. You're laughing with this one. I just wasn't. I was laughing at like the ridiculousness of it, um, but there wasn't <laughs> any kind of you know. There's no humour. There's there was no sense at all with it. It was a mess. It was so strange. It sounds it what does a sound strange incredible. Film. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Um, another Netflix one as well. So, yeah. yeah. There's a theme with my top five of what streaming platform they've been on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> my number three is. Free Guy. 
Um, yeah, mm. I, I don't know. There's really much more to say on this. Uh, I sort of covered it uh, in worst yeah. comedy. Um, I think it, I think it was me that sort of uh, pushed it to win that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, but I, I do, I really I do agree. It, yeah, it. it's just it's um, extremely tiresome now, isn't it? That whole gimmick. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the whole film was full of gimmicks as well. Um, mm. Not just Ryan Reynolds, but like everything about it is pretty much a gimmick. Um, right yeah. down to that, shoving Taika Waititi in there. To be honest, that scene with uh, do you remember that scene with Channing Tatum? <laughs> no, I don't. Thankfully, do you not. Um, <laughs> don't. don't rem- okay. No, don't re- don't remember loads about it. To be honest, um, yeah. because I tried really hard to never think about it again. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's my yeah. number three. Okay. Right, number two. Getting towards the big time now. Wor- my second worst film of last year is Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. Wow. It won our main award for worst film. But it's not quite, in my opinion, the worst film of last year. So we'll wow. get on to that very sh- We'll get on to that very shortly. I mean, I don't want to get to go down the wrong path here and, and start sounding like I liked it because I didn't. <laughs> but I do but I do think there is one deserving of it even more. But yeah, that's my okay. number two. I think, I think I know what that is. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, my number two is old. Um... It was, as everybody oh said already, a really, really bad film. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, no more to say. M Night is loving this, isn't he? He can't believe he's. he's, got, got... he's... How's he got away with this? <laughs> How's he got away with it? Yeah, he can't oh believe my it. God, my Christ. Okay, right. Um, in at number two for me, a very, very recent watch. Very recent watch. Sorry. Um, an Italian film called The Hand of God. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, what, where do I start with this? So it's Christ, we we so we nearly strange. watched this at Lyft. <laughs> Honestly, if you'd have yeah, if you'd have paid good money to go out and watch that as part of a film festival, I'd have been gutted for you. Um, as I said, it's <laughs> on Netflix, and I just watched it on a Friday night, and it was dreadful. So I'd, I, the first kind of 10 minutes I was thinking right, it's a bit of a strange tone, there's a lot going on it's, there's some strange family, we're obviously going for this bit of weird humour um, but fine, let's try and get on board with it but it just it just never really moves on from it, it just goes on for far too long again and descends into a really really strange film and I was looking afterwards, it's kind of another one of these, it's based on a true story, you know, the filmmaker's life story. Who cares? you got to ask yourself, who cares about your life that much to <laughs> think that you're deserving of making a film of it? And <laughs> it's so boring. Like, the actual story is, is dull and strange. Uh, you just, wanted to, see, even you just wanted to see some uh, classic throwback Napoli action, didn't you, with uh, Diego? Well, well, this is it. So obviously, you know, with the title, it was set in 
uh, Naples yeah. in the 80s when he signed for Napoli. That's a very misleading title, isn't it? Yeah, and it was meant to be a kind of coming-of-age story of this filmmaker as Maradona is signing for his his club in, in mm. Napoli. Yet that does not happen. And the actual, like, the, the clip to get you in, you know, when you, like, hover it over, you, you hover over it on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, the whole uh, flat, flat high-rise uh, celebrating when he scored a goal for Napoli. So I thought, all right, okay, so it might be like kind of like loosely linked. How <laughs> the two have linked with this guy growing up? Uh, no, not like that at all. <laughs> not like that at all. There's maybe a couple of mentions of it um, right. being like a big, but he's not a plot driver. And yeah, again, kind of in the same way, we were a bit misled with June. I felt very shortchanged. Um, and, yeah. you know, if it... It would have been one of them. If we weren't doing this, I would have given up on it. But I'm I'm committed to the cause. Um, yeah. Just so you guys don't have to put yourselves through it. Um, yeah. Shocking. Thank you. It was so bad. Yeah. But oh, no, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I had to talk us out of that one, Jack, because I saw the trailer and I said I think that one looks a bit boring. Yeah, you um, did. To be fair, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Very very boring. I don't know why I yeah. sort of. I don't know. Well, it didn't look like the worst funny. film in the world from the trailer, but just from it, I just thought it just looks like it's going to be a bit of a stagnant one. That that's yeah, that it's probably going to be good, but I'm going to find it boring. Right, right, yeah. I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think it just. I must have just watched it, and it looked like a really just interesting sort of drama. I don't know. It looked like it may have been well shot and stuff. But fair enough. Yeah, I'd have been annoyed if we'd watched that and and Krat. Imagine. Or imagine if we'd chosen it over Hope or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Richie, what's your second worst film of the year? My uh, second worst film of the year is uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. Ooh, that's low. Um, mm. well, low. Hi. <laughs> no, I mean, sorry. Hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i'm kind of surprised myself actually that this one is uh above or yeah or worse than some of these other films i've said already um but i just don't yeah i just when i think about when i do really think about it because if i just sort of think idly about it i just think oh yeah that wasn't very good but probably isn't like the worst thing yeah. ever. but when i actually do start to really think about it i just think what did I get out of this film at all? And I can't think of anything. Mm. It wasn't, I don't it even so remember boring. it being like scary. Um, no, and I think, you know, one of the worst things about it is that it wasn't even quiet. Yeah. They, they were, yeah. They were, they, they were all just talking throughout the whole thing. Yeah. They got rid of that not, very quickly, yeah. which is not how the first one was, which made sense. But in yeah. this one, they're just like, we kind of need to have some dialogue in here, so yeah. <laughs> um, so what it, it was wasn't bad, good yeah. and it was very boring, uh, and frustrating, and it just it just didn't, it was so unnecessary. There was nothing that it had to right. add on to the story. And the so, daughter, uh, fa- uh, sorry, go on. Do you remember the daughter? They, they sort of pushed her forward as a bit more of a main character, and I just yeah. thought she, I thought she was a terrible actress, I really did. I don't even remember her performance well enough to say, but uh, yeah, okay, yeah. At, at face value, 
when you just kind of like think back on it, you just think, yeah, I don't know. You just don't think of it as like being one of the worst. You just think of it as being sort of boring mm. and not great, but it was just so many bad things about it. When I really think about it that, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It has to be up there for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's true. Actually. I, I've, I've not really thought of it like that, but when I think back to it, yeah, it's probably worse than I remember. Hmm. Thing is, it didn't need a sequel, did it? It was. Oh no! no, no. I think that's probably. I think that's probably like the main reason why it's so high up on the list as it is. It's just so unneeded. Yeah, exactly. Adds adds nothing. Right here we go. My worst film, and I think Richie has already guessed it, of 2021, is. A Marvel film, and it is Eternals. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, lads, and I, and as you know, I'm still trying to stick with it with this, and I'm reluctant to admit that you know it's all gone to shit. But um, this really was. No, it's just, gone to shit. <laughs> I don't, there isn't really a word I can even use that is enough to, you know, I can't just say it's really bad or it's terrible. That doesn't do it justice. It's, oh, yeah. Um, and then at the end, that post credit scene, and I don't give a shit about spoilers. Fuck it, Harry Styles when he turns up. Oh <laughs> my God. Um, so yeah. Um, and th- and I, don't, I, I don't often sit in a cinema, even if it's bad and think I'm going to leave. But with this one, I, I honestly, I really nearly did. Um, the only reason I didn't is just because I I, I don't like doing that. Um, yeah. Put it this: if if I was at home and it was on, you know, Netflix, then maybe I would have done. But I was at the cinema and I thought, look, I've I've driven here. I'm I'm going to stick it out. But there you go. Mm. My worst film of the year. Yeah, I thought it would be cool. Mm. But um, Harry Styles is in a post credit scene should have been a. Biggest eye rolling moment nomination, surely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Trip, actually, yeah. Oh, well, it, it was, he's not that very really short of options, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pepster. Right. Um, <clears throat> Joe. My worst film of 2021 is Blood Red Sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Um, I know I didn't like it, um, but actually, from what Henry Henry's description and Henry's um, <laughs> the sort of mentioning and talking about it just reaffirms. Um, yeah, it was between that and old, but I think in hindsight, yeah, that is the worst film of 2021 for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Poor, 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 poor. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Yep. Um, number one for me, um, you can probably work it out. It's one we've been mentioned quite a few times tonight. It is Malcolm and Marie. Um, mm. <laughs> to be honest, it, it could have been it could have been any of those three. Malcolm and Marie, Hand of God, Blood Red Guy. You could do it in any order, really, and I wouldn't have complained. Um, but there's just something, you know. As bad as Blood Red Sky is, um, there's just something about Malcolm Marie, the whole tone, 
Sam was it Sam Levinson? Levinson was his name, Jack. Levinson, um, Levinson, yeah. Yeah. What he was doing, what he was going for, it was just trying so hard to be a profound, meaningful uh, piece of art, as he would probably call it. Um, yet it's just absolutely abhorrent and like I said before, just stands it's everything that I despise in a film was in that film. And and, yeah. and just to top it off, probably not mentioned this, but it was actually filmed, it was all in black and white as well, which just kind of, not necessary at all for this film. Yeah, um, it wasn't. Why, why it needs yeah. to be in black and white, God only knows. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was appalling. But as I said, the other two could easily have, have won it as well, but I think it was just a little bit of something in me that just kind of despises everything that the film stands for. So it's just got it's got to be named the yeah. first one of the year. Yep. Absolutely agree. Well, I don't agree that, but I mean, yeah, from what from what you're saying, if it if it if it sums up everything that you sort of yeah, despise in modern Hollywood, then yeah. I think it I think it deserves to be your worst. Mm. Right. But at least with like just sorry, just before we move on, at least with Blue Red Sky, um it had some village <laughs> moments in there. It had some village moments in there and the it wasn't trying to be, well, it was, it was, you know, no one tries to make a bad film, but it, <laughs> it wasn't trying to be this, like, masterpiece of a, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it was a bit silly, but you can kind of, yeah, yeah, not read into it too mm-hmm. much. Whereas the other one, Malcolm Marie, is just exactly so pretentious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Richie, what's your worst of the year? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sort of like second guessing myself on this now, honestly. After uh, everything that's been said about it and, and how I feel about it, because my worst film of the year uh, is also possibly one of my favourite films of the year, uh, which is Old. I, I, I was wondering what where you would stand on this because yeah, even at the time you were saying that it was everything you wanted it to be. It was, it was. I loved it. It was literally as, as soon as the trailer came out for it. I watched that first teaser trailer fifteen times in a row. Yeah, do you remember uh, that? Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, I am in for this. M M Night M Night's decline in sanity has been <laughs> glori- glorious uh, over over many years. Each film somehow getting worse than the previous one, um, and and I was so ready for it, and it absolutely delivered on everything I wanted. But at mm. the same time, it's it's the, the it's got to be the worst film. So I'm like struggling. I was like, am I am I listing technically the worst films or just my least favorite? Um, mm. And it's really hard for me to sort of because I, I when Woody was talking about those other films, uh, I was considering swapping out with one of the other five. But if I'm gonna do that, then it's better than all five and wouldn't be in the list at all. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm really so then I was like, oh well, I better just keep it at number one and just say yeah, it's the worst film, <laughs> but also I love it, which is true. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I will probably I will probably watch it again. <laughs> I do understand what you mean. Um, have you seen what his next? <laughs> so his next film is called Knock at Knock at the Cabin. 
<laughs> and it's going to star Dave oh, Batista. Oh, oh yes. no, no. Oh, yes. No. Well, I don't know about... Oh, st- no. Maybe star is the wrong word, but he's he's <laughs> definitely in it. So, yeah. Oh, oh God. Is anyone else going to be in uh, it? Or has it not announced it? I think that's the only one that's been announced. It's okay. a one-person film. Only <laughs> Dave Batista. Knock at the cabin. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous because I don't know how he can top it. I don't know how he can. I mean, he always has, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> and it says, well, I don't know. And There's got to be a peak at some point. And according to this article, um, it it will be shot in one long take. Oh I'm yes, like, there you go, Benrich. There you go. All right. Oh my God, he's done it. He's done yeah, it. Actually. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't uh, now wait I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, Emma's filming one shot. Oh, no. Can that be another one where we get together? Yeah, it's got to be. I think that's a new tradition, Jesus. isn't it? Every every new M night, we've got to watch it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he barely right. knew what to do with the camera in this film when it wasn't all one shot. Yeah. He would just move it away. He just he just pointed at the sky for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the top five then. <sighs> wow. Okay. Right. Um so shall I go first, yeah? Yeah. Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Coming in at number five on my list of best films of 2021 mm-hmm. is, and this is one that only I saw, Limbo. So I did talk okay. about this briefly, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the episode Teppy was in. And, um, yep. you know, low-budget low film, but just a really well-acted one that makes you think, yes, low-budget, high-impact <laughs> is actually a really good way <laughs> of describing it. Um, and, it's, and it's about the experience. <laughs> it's about the refugee experience. And um, it's set on a fictional Scottish island as these refugees are waiting to have their papers processed and then they can actually go off into the mainland and, and start start living and working and it's just yeah um it was funny but like dry comedy um de- definitely had its moments of emotion made you think and just very well acted all around so yeah i would recommend it to anyone i think it's on prime so if you do get you know a spare because i don't think it's too long either um, okay. Yeah. So um, that's my number five. Okay. Cool. Uh, my number five is Palm Springs. Um, mm. No, I did enjoy the film. Um, yeah, it's it's one that just sort of makes it there from that load of middle of the ground sort of yeah. films. So yeah. Um, so yeah, Palm Springs number number five. I think it had some good moments in it. It um, did. Oh, it so definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. So mm. yeah. Richie. Richie's <laughs> keeping very quiet. Good film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a good film. Yeah. I agree. It was, I agree it was with a good film. Yeah. Um, I do agree, yeah. <laughs> in at number five for me, um, might be a surprise if it's this low, um, but I've gone for Sound of Metal. Um, Ooh. brilliant! Yeah, yeah that is, I, I know. That's a surprise. I know. Um, 
I mean, I did really enjoy it. It's one that I look back now and think, God, I really want to watch it again. Um, mm. Talking about it quite a bit tonight, listening to the score again. Um, yeah. It really, it really was outstanding. Um, the only problem, and I said, I remember saying it at the time, um, and I've got to have the same problem again, was that because of the lockdowns, we couldn't go to the cinema and watch it. We had to do it on, on Prime. I, I think I'm, can only imagine yeah. what it must sound like in a cinema. No, well, if you pardon the pan, but if you imagine the sound of that in the cinema, it would be incredible. Yeah, um, it would be. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic film. Okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> my number five is uh, Absolute Denial. Uh this is one that Jack and I saw at LIF. Uh, and so, yeah, we have got a review of it that you can listen to. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I won't say too much about it. But, yeah, great animated, um, yeah. low-budget-y film. I don't know what the budget is, but I assume it's low-budget. Yeah. Um, really, really cool animation cool. style as well, wasn't yeah. it? Like the sketch, the sketches. And- yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I listened to your guys' review. It did sound uh did sound good. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It was it was um yeah, it, it wasn't the best uh of the that bunch. It was probably second best for me though. Um yeah, it was just uh, just kind of a cool film, really, and um mm. fairly easy going for the most part and um not too long or anything. So good length for you, Joe. Um wow. But yeah, I, I'd say it's uh, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, that's my mm. number five. Yeah, it was good that. Okay. Coming in at number four, and I'm fairly certain that I'm the only one that will have this in my top five, even though we've all seen it. <laughs> and that is Nomadland. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm still I'm still big. <laughs> I must admit, I haven't listened to the full episode where you guys de- talked about it. Um, but yeah, I'm still a bit lost, really, with with how we listen. got with how we got so far apart on this. Um, I mean, I know it's not that uncommon for me to like something and you guys to not, but I don't know. It, I just didn't expect it, really. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, when I when I heard the initial thoughts, I, I was a bit, a bit surprised because I really, yeah, I, I really liked it. You know, really amazing central performance. Um, you know, very atmospheric with all those vistas, and I, I like its use of sort of non-actors. Um, and I just found it really interesting. And I, I know, yeah, I know you guys disagree, but I am including it, so it's my number four. So have it, <laughs> Jack. Relax, well, yeah, relax, yes. relax. Yeah. We haven't said we haven't said have it. Have it. <laughs> and yeah, to be fair, to them, it didn't get many nominations for Oscars, film that Oscars, did it? Because um, we were kind of, you were in the minority, Jack, when we did review it. We, us three weren't as keen mm. and you really liked it, which is, you know, that's the beauty of yeah, this is why we having an opinion. Do this section, doing it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing um, wrong with uh, liking what you like and not basing <laughs> it off what other people say. In fact, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to give it okay. a mention. Yeah, that's me done. Mm. Cool. Um, my number four is, and I sort of struggle with the next 
couple order wise because they have both very good films. Um, but this next one, at number four, is No Time to Die. Um, I yeah, mm. I thought it was a really good Bond film. It was um, good. Yeah, we've obviously mentioned in the past we've just had pretty average Bond films for the last couple. Um, they seem to be going down a little bit, but this one sort of picked up, changed it around a little bit. Um, and I enjoyed it. Um, it was a good film. So yeah, that's my number four. Mm. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm really glad Mr. Craig went out on that because it was a it was a bit of a worrying trend, wasn't it? The last couple. Well, actually, Skyfall I enjoyed, but Spectre was not good. Mm. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, great job done there by Mr. Fucking Egg. Um... <laughs> <laughs> number four for me and I think it's going to be controversial because I don't think someone will agree but it's a film but I'm going to go for it uh, Bo Burnham Inside <laughs> oh well wow. well no um, I think it's legit I, yeah it's just to be honest, Jack, you haven't even seen it, you state. I know, but I, I get what he's saying. Like, I understand why he why he's including it. Yeah, all right. It's it is a comedy. But I'm not it, trying so to say. I'm not pretending it's got a, it's a film. Um, it's a comedy special. But it, when I look back on the year, yeah, and I, I've watched it twice. And when I think about the year 2021, that is one of the first things that comes to my mind. Um. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, there's no point in trying to say that it's a film. It's, it's not. It's not a film, but it's got feature length. Um, it was very, very funny. The original songs were brilliant. Um, there's some pretty bleak moments in there as well. It was really well made, and I think the whole package is very, very impressive. And we, we every time we talk about Bob Burnham, we always say we was looking forward to what he does next. He was very good in promising your woman, mm. although it's not something um, too dissimilar to what we've seen before. So maybe if he's going to do something different next, I, I'd be all for that. But I just, I, quite like I think it is worthy of eighth grade film as well. Huh? Eighth grade. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. 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 That was good. That was good. It's a good. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I know it's a bit. I know Richie will say he won't have it in his, but. Um, I think it should be in there. So. No, I understand. There Have uh, it. And I understand <laughs> where you where you're coming from there. Um, yeah, I, I, lots of people do, or lots of people did argue at the time anyway that it was a film. Um, but I mean, the fact that they even had to argue so much, I think, at least tells you that it is a controversial take, um, mm-hmm. or that there is something to that argument anyway. Um, but yeah, lots of people did make that claim i can't see it myself really i can kind of see it but not really um because but yeah point- obviously it's more than just a normal stand-up special it's not really yeah. in fact it's not really like that at all it is a comedy special and it was extremely impressive for what it was uh, and um it was a bit of an event as well when it happened mm. um mm. and i loved it as well if I consider it a film, I would have rated it very highly and would have put it up there. Um, 
I loved it. I've seen it twice actually um, this year. Uh, and yeah, so I, I can understand, you know, wanting yeah. to put it in there. I just can't, yeah, I just can't see it for me, how, how it could be. So especially, but especially when he says like, you know, when he looks back at that, at that last year, if it's one of the things that stands out mm. in terms of like one of his most favorite things, then it, you know, I think it would be weird not to include it. Um, well, um, I would agree with that if it were a film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, and I do, yeah, I do get what you're saying. If we were doing, if we were doing like a list of, I do understand top yeah. top five things we loved of the year, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do understand what you're saying. Right, um, but no, yeah, it's your list, mate. I know. <laughs> okay, Richie, number four for you. Okay, my number four is Bo Burnham Inside. Um, <laughs> no, it's your number one. It's your number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. uh, my number four is uh, Sound of Metal. Um, we've sort of like talked it to death, really. Don't have anything yeah. to add on to it. We all know the thoughts. Good film. Yeah, listen to That's the episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, coming in at number three is Hope. So again, talk the back legs off. What Richie's point three? Yes, yeah, number Hope. three. Yeah, it's low. Um, yes, I thought you might yeah be a bit shocked at this, and this was difficult. I did spend a lot of time deliberating on these positions, um, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to hearing what your number two is. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might say that. Yeah, um, but um. <laughs> oh, it's just outstanding. Uh, but yeah, we've talked the we've talked the back legs off it, so I'm gonna gonna move on and hand it over to Pepster. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, my number three is Judas and the Black Messiah. Um I thought just going back on Letterbox actually, um just sort of looking at what we all scored and in these films and because we watched it towards the beginning of last year, so it's been a while. And just sort of like thinking about it and and looking at those scores and i understand why we why i did give it a good score um and i really i thought it was a great film um I, it's one that and whether this is a good thing or a bad thing it's one that sort of went or goes to the back of your mind when you're thinking of films that you've watched um and you might say well that's because it's something you know easily forgettable how's that a good film but i just thinking about it it was i i really enjoyed it so yeah that's in at number three. Mm. Yeah, I'm annoyed I didn't catch that one at the time. I will watch it though. Mm. Yeah, it's a good film. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, um, that's my number three as well. So, hey. yeah. there you go. The first single really more than that. Yeah. Two great performances. And um, yeah, Jack, you really need to. You need yeah, to get on I do. That. I don't, I do. Yeah, you need to watch it. Mm. Yeah, what happened actually? Did you review it? I don't know. And then I just wasn't. Was I not in the episode or something? No, we didn't. We didn't. Do I, it in the I remember that being. I remember that being one that I had to see at. There was one showing for it, and it was like in the afternoon again. Which yeah, was, it was one of them, a, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, silly. It was. A, right. it, we ended up watching. So, I think we were going to watch two films pretty close together and review. Yeah. We were going to review so, this one, but I think. It's, yeah. yeah, it's weird though, isn't it? Because it, even after the Oscars, when he got Best Supporting Actor. Usually they, off the back of that, they'll release it, you know, more widely, but didn't seem to make much of a difference unless I just wasn't looking for it. I don't know. 
Mm. Um, right, Richie, number three. Uh, my number three is another round. Um, this is one I'm absolutely gutted that none of you have seen. No, um, I'm desperate to watch this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I said it before. I, I know for a fact that you three will love this film. Um, uh, Woody had the idea to um, that it would be a good one for us to have watched together, and that is definitely true, but also would have been impossible. Mm, um, yeah. I, I, it's, again, I, I managed to catch this uh, Hyde Park Picture House uh, one showing that they had, and even... Uh, yeah. even Fliss wasn't able to come with me to get to that showing, so I just had to sort of suck it and go and go and see it because I wanted to see the film, and it was the only chance I had. Um, and, and yeah, it is hilarious and also a great drama and great characters. And Mads Mikkelsen is superb in it, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a, it's just I think I said it before, but it's just a village film, but also good, which is. A huge rarity. That is a right combination. Yeah. Yeah. And but again, this is another weird one where it did really well, didn't it? Um he I think yeah. He he did he did win Best Director actually. Um and did it win foreign language? I'm not sure. But you would expect Yeah, I can't figure out why it wasn't you would expect it to get more of a release, yeah. But that's another one that's I can I can understand why it didn't get more release at the time. Yeah, that's high up on my list of things to catch up with for sure. Um, right, yeah. number two. Seek that one out, I'd say. Coming in at number two is Sound of Metal. And I'm a little bit surprised that it's not higher for some of you guys. Okay. Um, because, yeah, like like Woody mentioned earlier, when you think back to it, um, it is one that I, I'm really keen to watch again, actually. And and, it, and it, you make a very good point, actually, as well. I'd love to see it in a cinema, but I think that chance, that chance is definitely gone, hasn't it? Um, yeah. But mm. I just thought it was really, really unique, um, really clever as well. How it how it managed to do that, you know, technical stuff with the sound and and really put you in his shoes. Um, and I think they did sort of um, consult with you know experts who who were able to sort of construct it in such a way that it was obviously not exactly like it is in real life, but pretty similar to what it's like. Um, and also Riz Ahmed, like he's a great actor, isn't he? I know he's been in some, uh, he was in, what was that Star Wars film he was in and like things like that, but Rogue One. you know, when he, Rogue One, but when he does dramas like this, like what, I'm, I'm, what have we seen him in? It's not just this that I've seen him and put in a really good performance. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that as well now, actually. Yeah, but I know it's not. Um, and he, and he was just amazing in this. And um, yeah, so that's my number two. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it was. Oh, sorry, Joe. No, go, go for it, Uchi. I was just going to say. Well, I mean, it's still in my top five. It was number four, um, and yeah, it was a very good film. But my top three for me are, are like proper amazing tier for Yeah, them. yeah. And they, they edge it they edge it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if it's in I mean it's, it seems to be in all of our top fives, which is obviously saying a lot about how good it was. So mm. right. 
Cool. Hapster? Well, my number two is Sound of Metal. Um, oh, oh, there you go. Oh, I yeah, thought you'd already said it. Okay. All right. No. Um, That's good. Yeah, no. Echo everything that you you said, Jack. Um, it's just a great film. Um, great soundtrack. Great, yeah, mm. great everything. Um, oh, I just remembered. I just remembered one of the performances that he's put in Four Lions. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I thought. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I saw that one, but I thought you. Yeah, were, no, I, I, I thought you were talking yeah. about dramas that you. Wanted. I was trying to. I, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yep. Good choice, Pep. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, number two for me. Perfectly placed. <laughs> Number two for me is Val. Um, and I know oh, wow. I know you might say, oh, documentary. No, um, I'm not saying that. No, well, <laughs> some no. people. Documentary is still a film. <laughs> documentary is um, very valid. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. No, documentary is a film. You know? Yeah. Well, when we, it's not, when it's not like it's pre- Bo Burnham yeah. inside. No. When we've done top five previously... I remember when I watched the Diego Maradona documentary, and I can't do oh, it. Yeah, we did because, have. Yeah. But now I look back now, and I think, why didn't I put that in? Because if, if sometimes we we do kind of feel like films in their own right, um, mm. more so than a comedy special. Uh, and the one with Val is, yeah, it's it's superb. I don't really want to talk too much about it because I just think you need to to watch it. And yeah, the fact that A twenty four have got behind it, obviously. It's helped it a little bit. Um, I'm hoping you be able to watch it um, wherever you can soon because mm. I urge you to. Um, yeah, really, I think really... Scott, Scott yeah. Documentaries have got, they've got some really good I've stuff. I've got it ready to they? watch, actually. Yeah, we've got loads of belters. So, um, yeah, yeah, really, really well made, really special film. Okay. Mm. Nice. Not fair play. But yeah, that, I mean, that's Cheap. impressive, though, for documentaries to get so high up on the... I know, I know, it but is, it, yeah. it, I can still... It, it's left such a, a sort of an image in, in my head that I can't, mm-hmm. even now, because I want to... Well, I've, yeah, as much as I'd like to watch it again, it's kind of... Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, really, it's really well done. And mm. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, I think... Yeah, it's a shame. I kind of feel like it's it wasn't really. I've not really seen it get much like. No, why yeah, it didn't praise? No, I, I think it. Um, I think it got it got screen it got screened I, I, at um Cam Film Festival. I've seen a Cam? few things. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I think it got it got quite a bit of press when it screened things. at Cam. Actually, yeah. Actually, my my hairdresser was going on to me about it. My barber was going on to me. Oh, really? <laughs> I was cutting oh. my hair. He was saying it was very good. <laughs> oh, it's got good taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. Richie? My number two is yeah. My number two is hope. Um. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Again, another one we've talked about loads, yeah. and um. Yeah, it's just one of those that um, get just sort of like brings on a lot of feelings as watching it and I was left feeling like I'd watched something very special and very powerful um and yeah I, I'm surprised that um that it uh, 
didn't edge out Sound of Metal for you, Jack, but I mean, I, I can understand. Yeah, I can understand it was, why Sound of Metal yeah. was very, very good as well. But um, it was really difficult. I did, yeah. you know, I did toss and turn between the two, but at, the, at some point you've got to choose and yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, if anything, this one was sort of like fighting for top spot for me, but uh, um, yeah, that, that, that's a tough spot to beat, so it didn't quite make it, but absolutely uh, amazing film. Loved it and uh, looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah. Has it actually been... Yeah, it must have been because it's eligible for this. So its UK release must have been fairly late in the year. From the research that we found, that we found it to be UK release of yeah. 2021, but that yeah. gets finding that out gets much harder. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, it, as it as it gets to the lower but or not lower budget, but yeah, more this, yeah. indie or foreign films, especially foreign language. Yeah, especially films that don't even get a wide release, and then you're like, well, what the fuck do I do with that now? <laughs> I know. Right. Now, before I begin, I feel like we may all have the same mm, film. Maybe. Yeah. Because, so, if, because if we don't, someone's, someone's has gone. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not in their top five. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's number six. Count to three. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, should we do, yeah, should we do count to three? Yeah, yeah count to three. Yeah. Count to three. Oh, the, yeah. the delay should make this fun. Okay. Best, well, why sorry, don't, so why don't Richie count us in then? Oh yeah, Richie, you count us in. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, best film of the year for each of us individually is three, two, one. The, the Father. 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 <laughs> That's slow motion. <laughs> uh, right. Well, that was. Yeah. Uh, that was very delayed, and be, inter- be interested well, to see how that actually lines up on the. Uh, yeah. No, you, we we all came out as as. I think only was in time. We, oh, okay. Only because we did it slowly. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, right. Fair play. There's no shocks there, though, is there? I mean, listeners. No. You know we've we've praised it so much all night. Yeah. Um, I think this does happen quite often, doesn't it? Even though our individual awards is a chance for us to like point out something that we maybe differ on, I think usually whatever we vote for best film does actually get individual as well. Um, yeah, Parasite last year, wasn't it? Well, um, yeah. yeah. Well, when yes. we, I mean, we we might have disagreements here and there on things, but um, but yeah, when something pretty, like comes yeah. out and is. Of a, of, a, of a level that one of us would consider to be the best film of the year, it's it's likely that all four of us yeah, yeah. sort of come together and agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I still, I've never seen anything quite like it. And is it? Mm. Yeah, for, it's very unique. Yeah. For someone yeah. to direct the first film and make something that, I've mean, said this when we're discussing the nominations, it, it's really actually transcended like cinema and what he was able to do, and what he was able to tell. It's incredible. It, honestly, incredible. And obviously, it's aided mm. by two great performances. Um, and even even um, 
Rufus Sewell, who yeah, was state, yeah, yeah. stating old. We saw yeah. old one week and he was, as, as you just heard, nominated for worst actor. And then yeah, the that next was week, he's, yeah. he's in the best film of the year. I mean, it was quite incredible. Yeah, that yeah. Work? yeah, that, yeah, that is insane, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It's in both the worst and best film of of my list. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing, yeah. and and we all know we all know the illness, but of dementia and Alzheimer's. But it does yeah. put it into perspective mm. when you watch that film, what somebody actually goes through, and yeah. that because it's because it's that, so hard from the other side. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't really get it. I mean, I'm the first to hand, hold my hands up and say, you understand it's serious, you understand it's not them, and 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 and, and it is an illness, but you don't really put your finger on exactly what it's like for them, mm-hmm. for them. Um, mm-hmm. You just see from got, your side you of concepts because you've got exactly of experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. watching that film, it, and we all said it, I think, at the time. Every well, I know I did. Everybody should watch it just mm. because it gives you that. It opens your eyes to to the illness. Um, mm. So yeah, without doubt, the best film of twenty twenty one. Yeah, very well put, Joe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is the only the man's looking for on Letterbox as well? Is the only film I gave five stars to? It's like a twenty twenty one release. Um, oh, wow. which I think. Is well, it says a lot about the quality of other things, but um, you know, it's kind of fitting. It's it's in the league of its own because it mm. it is it really is. I think I, I was shocked looking back through my um, letterbox and and I actually didn't give a single twenty twenty one film five stars. Well, how did it um, die? I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. I don't know why I didn't give this. One yeah, like stars. I don't know why I did not give. I gave it four and a half, but I don't know why. It was I did the easiest because... full star. I've ever yeah. given in my life. Yeah, yeah. No, it absolutely is a five-star film. And I think I'm gonna go in and edit that because it it completely warrants it. Um no, you have to rewatch it. Have to rewatch it if you want to edit your star rating. Okay. Well, I will, I will, because I want to. No, but, I, um, I um yeah. No, yeah, I'm confused prime. as to why I didn't give five stars. I think I I think I have um uh sort of got a bit harsher with my ratings. Yeah uh, recently. I but... think yeah. Uh, I think I think I think I've gotten into this. I think mindset maybe I, like, maybe I try I, I try and I try and lowball it too often maybe and think oh well I can just put it up on a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. So well, maybe I should no, have just given it five to start to begin with. Yeah, I think I over, I overthink five stars too much. Like hmm. even if I come out thinking oh five star film when I'm actually there about to log it I'm like. <laughs> because yeah, when I come out thinking, oh, old five star yeah. film, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, there you go. That wraps up another year of Oscars. Yeah. That was good. I enjoyed that, lads. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah just like one. I said, just just like I said, we rattled through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, yeah, looking forward to this year. Hopefully. Bit of a higher bar this year, and um, hopefully we've got. Um, so there's three films that we want to do that are sort of out yeah, now. Yeah, there's stuff um, coming up, isn't there? Quite a lot, and then a drunk pizza, Nightmare Alley, and Belfast, and then yeah, we've got that coming up. Um, 
Yeah. Something special we've got in store for the listeners uh, and for ourselves <laughs> uh, coming up soon. And uh, yeah, we've got we've got some good shit coming up, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to this Hopefully. year in film. Me too. Um, but yeah, uh, if that's everything, then I guess we'll just move on to say that you can email us at filmnights.co.uk if you want. Please we're not going to go through all the things we've watched recently. I think Pep Stewart just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't done that in ages. I was hoping that in my list I would have um, be- the opportunity yeah. to finally give my uh, thoughts on The Matrix Resurrections. Um, oh, God, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, but- it wasn't quite bad enough to make it. Make it, the <laughs> it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, okay. It's it's in the bottom ten though, so you'd be able to <laughs> see that on Letterboxd <laughs> when I put that up. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, we would not be doing a discussion of other films we've watched. Yes. Now. I, I think, think, I think it's time to call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good stuff. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast that you found us on. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at filmnight underscore. And uh, yeah, if that's unless anybody's got anything else they'd like to say, then I guess I'll say no. it's goodbye from me and happy New Year. By the way, <laughs> it's, go- oh. it's goodbye Jesus from Christ. me. Got about that, yeah. <laughs> Oof. So f- Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, It's goodbye from me and a happy new year. (laughs) And it's goodbye from me and a very happy new year. I can't hear you. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Oh, (laughs) fuck me. Fuck.